Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Archer and the Devil. Welcome to the first ever, first ever Archer and the Devil podcast. I am Archer. This is the Devil. Why do they call you the Devil? I mean, there we go. That's all we need to say about that. We have known each other for twenty-three years. Is that what it is? Twenty-three years. Twenty-three years. So ninety-seven, we met at school. Yep. We have been friends on and off, really, yeah. since then. In and out of friendship, but always stayed in touch. Uh, recently we've become a lot closer due to our love for travel. You've done a big road trip. I've done a big road trip. Sexually closer. Uh, also. Uh, but yeah, so we've just decided to, to do a podcast really. We just, it all came about because I wanted to read you my best man's best man speech. Yeah. Which should have taken 20 minutes, probably not even that 10 minutes. About four or five hours. Yeah. And then we ended up in the pub for about five hours just yeah. talking absolute shit. So we thought, why not? Do a podcast, and here we are. Here we are. Our love of travel is the main reason why we want to do this, what we want to talk about. Yeah, primarily. But I think we've, you know, we can chuck some other stuff in, what's happening now as it goes on, and what's happening in the world, and, you know, in our lives, and whatever. We just talk shit for two hours and Basically, have a few beers. Basically, what we did in the pub. Effectively, yeah. But recorded. Yeah, 100%. Posterity. And we hope that everyone at home... Listens, watches, reads. By all means. Yeah, 100%. Anything you don't want to say or want us to say or don't want to say or whatever, just comments. I don't know. Shout at us in the street like we used to before the internet. I still get that. Well, I mean, look at you. But but yeah, I mean, I think it's probably best if we just start with... Travel? Yeah, our stories of what got us into travelling in the first place, probably. We've both got... I'd say fairly different stories. Yeah, I think the way we've done it, have, we've, we've overlapped some places, overlapped some countries, but our experiences, I guarantee, are different because of the way and the process of which we've done it. Because yours has been primarily through driving. Yes. Yeah. Whereas mine has just been backpack, go, yeah. figure out where you get. Because I've done two different sorts of travelling. I've yeah. done travelling because I used to race cars. Yeah. And also travelling in a looser sense than what you've done. But still traveling in terms of road trips and... What do you prefer? Um, I'll be honest, you see more when it's a holiday-style road trip. When, you, when you're racing, you get to go to all these different countries, but you literally see the racetrack, the road back. Is that because of the... F- do you feel like you're focused as well in terms of when you're racing? Yeah, I mean, it's long days when you're racing. So you're there from, could be eight, nine o'clock in the morning to five, six o'clock at night. 
right. you're exhausted, then you end up just literally driving back to the hotel, finding somewhere to eat, but then you've got to focus for the next day. Yeah. So you get to travel to all these places, but you don't get to experience them. You don't really get to experience yeah. nothing. And it's a similar situation for the road trips, certain road trips, is you visit all these different cities. Like a lot of the road trips, it was a different city each night. Right, okay. But you're literally there 24 hours. Most of it was driving there. Yeah. Then you get there and again, you have some dinner and you leave the next day, eight o'clock in the morning, you're gone. Yeah. So it's very different, but I don't know. It's, I think it's all good. Travel's just. Yeah. I mean, the thing is anything that's putting you out of your comfort zone, that's new experience, new environment, new people. It's always going to. 100%. It's um, the, obviously my story started with um, a friend of mine. I invested some money into his business. Right. Naively. Quite a lot <laughs> right. of money. What was the business? It was a car-related business. Right, okay. So uh, I was, basically, it was a body shop, and I was helping him after work on my days off, that sort of thing, for free. And how old were you at this point? Oh, I don't know, 20s. Right, something okay. like that. It was a good, I don't know, 10. A hot, a hot minute ago. Well, it was 20... 2009-ish, 2008-2009. Okay. Um, so a good 10 years, over 10 years ago. Um, I was helping him and then he told me that he got these contracts for these big businesses. And yeah. I said, look, I've been helping you out for free. I want in. I want part of the business. I want to invest. So he said, yeah, okay, no problem. So off I went to the bank and got a loan. <laughs> yep. £15,000 loan. Smart move. Yep. And literally was in my bank an hour before I transferred it straight over to him. We got all these plans of what the money was going to be spent on, what it was for, who it was going to, bills, tools, this, that, and the other, everything. It was all done. Then I got access to the post and the letters <laughs> and the office. Right. And I'd seen all these bills that hadn't been paid and I'd seen all, and I was like, oh, great. What have I got myself into? Three weeks later, uh, the bailiffs was knocking on the door. But I was still working a full-time job at the time. Right, okay. But they gave me, they gave the bailiffs my number. So I'm up a roof. I mean, this guy sounds like a smart guy. To oh, be brilliant. <laughs> he, I'm on the roof of a house, on the phone, arguing with bailiffs while they're all in the business. Doors locked, shutters down, pretending they're not there. So right. they can't get everything nicked, uh, taken out, whatever. Anyway, he, he was supposed to be my partner my passenger as you as it were on a road trip to it was a car rally around europe right okay so it was it, you've seen all the gumball and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the bull run and all that sort of stuff it's just crazy amount of people they come and go you know what i mean you go to different village different villages different cities each night different countries most of the time how long is it like the duration of it it was I think it was seven days, this one. Right, okay. So it was started in the UK, and it went down into France, down into Spain, back up into France, Lyon, and I think it finished in Paris. But you went to, like, um, I can't remember it. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But I'd seen all this, and I opened this Max Power magazine. Do you remember Max Power magazine? Yeah, I remember Max Power magazine. And there was, like, a four-page write-up in Max Power magazine that that they'd done it the previous year. And I was reading through it, and I was like, this looks fucking incredible. Like, this looks amazing. And I got to the last page and it was like, £500 deposit per team, now sign up. I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Signed up there and then paid for him, paid for me, phoned him the next day. By the way, we're doing this. He went, yeah, sound. That was it. 
he was supposed to be a bit of a stag do as well because he was getting married the year after. So he was kind of doing it as a stag do. That's how he sold it to his missus. Right. Okay. It was his stag do. Um, a year ahead, but. A year ahead, yeah. But you know, it is what yeah. it is. And uh, so because he had a body shop, he was building me a car. So I said, well, use my car as a promotional thing for your business. I paid for it all. You paint it. You know what I mean? This, that, and the other. And we'll use that car. Yep, yeah, cool. So I bought this car. It was a bare shell. Nothing on it. Sat in the corner for like nine months. Anyway, obviously, he was all signed up. He took the money off me. Three weeks later, he went bust. The business closed down. I was 15 grand like less. Car down. Car down, money down, friend down. I got no nobody to go with and no yeah. car. So I was like, great, now what do I do? So I ended up getting on the old Facebook and joined this group, like the, the group for the other people that was going for the rally yeah so everyone get to know each other and stuff yeah. like that before they went and uh i just posted on there look this is my situation i've got no one to go with i've got no car <laughs> what can i do i'm the most appealing passenger exactly yeah I've, I've paid an entry fee yeah what do i do so a guy called chris messaged me back saying look i'm in the same situation um let me just shut this window it's freezing <laughs> Um, I'm in the same situation. Um, I've got no passenger. My passenger's dropped out, but I've got a car. Focus ST, all golf livery, everything. I was like, yeah. brilliant, let's get involved. What was your car? It was a Peugeot 206 GTI 180. Top of the range, but it was basically a bare shell right, with okay. nothing in it. So before we was going, they'd organised this thing uh, at the Top Gear test track for everyone that was going on the rally to meet up, get to know each other, about two months before the rally. Yeah. Then, obviously, when you get on the rally, everyone knows everybody, everything else, good to go. So I arranged to meet Chris for the first time, never met the guy. Bearing in mind, I'm going to be sharing a bed with him for the next week when we're on the trip. So I was like, right, okay, we got there. I had to blag my mate to borrow his car, and he wouldn't let me drive it, so he came with me and his missus. He wouldn't, he, I drove around the chest track like, so nervous, right? Like I'm on the Top Gear test track and I'm driving like 10 miles an hour because in case of anything. And he's in the back seat going, slow down, slow down. But we got there and I arranged to meet Chris and everything else. And then we got there and there was no sign of Chris. I was like, oh, it must just be late. Bearing in mind he's from London and it was it's in London. Yeah. I thought, it, it can't be, can't be that late. Anyway, about three, four hours later, <laughs> someone turned up and I heard these cockneys talking. And I, all of a sudden I heard, yeah, yeah, the bonnet went up and it smashed the windscreen. I was at the side of the motorway and I was like, please don't be Chris. Please don't be Chris. Please don't be Chris. I looked over and went, Chris. He went, Jake. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> I said, what's happened to your car, mate? He went, oh, he said, I changed. He'd done something the previous day, changed something, but he took the bonnet catch out. Right. And he hadn't tightened it back down again. So he closed the bonnet. Strong but, start. But the latch wasn't <laughs> attached to the car. So he's gone down the motorway, 70 mile an hour, the bonnet's flipped up. Smashed his windscreen. Smashed his windscreen, dented the roof. Yeah. The roof's got a big V in it, smashed to bits, everything, ripped the car off. So that was it. So now... This is two weeks before. This if this was about two months before. Two months before, sorry, okay. So now I'm like, okay, so I've got now I've got no car. I've got a passenger that I don't know. So we know. <laughs> Two passengers, <laughs> zero no, drivers. We're walking at this point. <laughs> yeah. We're walking around your. I mean, you've paid your entry. Exactly. So I was like, right, okay. So then I thought, what do I need to do? I need to get my own car sorted. Because I had a van yeah. at the time. So I thought, well, I can't get my van. So 
I called in all the favours that I could, like everybody, to get this car finished on my drive. Because I got all that guy had obviously had the body shop. That's all now gone. Yeah. So I'd got no workshop space, no ramps, no nothing. So I called in all the favours. I ended up getting a two hundred pound rattle can satin black paint job. That if you looked at the paint fell off. I don't think they even like scuffed it. Like you, you went for a car wash and it would have been silver again. Yeah. Um, I bought this body kit that didn't fit, so we had to cut it all up to make it fit. I bought these wheels that didn't fit, so we had to, it was just a disaster. But we got it all sorted. Literally the night before we left, we changed the cam belt on my mate's drive at 11 o'clock. I'd never driven this car. I'd never <laughs> driven it. It come as um, like a parts car right? with the parts in the car. Not attached to it, yeah, in the car. backseat kind of job. Yeah. yeah. So I'd never driven the car and I'm about to take it seven months, seven days around Europe. Completely unknown, not a clue, anything. I mean, what could go wrong? But because I was so into this road trip. Yeah. I was not going to let that guy stop me from going. Yeah. I thought, you've had my money off me. You're not taking this experience off me. I wanted it for so long. Turns out, we got it all sorted. Pick Chris. I went to Chris's. Chris is a head chef down in London. So we ended up massive fat piece of tomahawk steak that he took from work. First meeting. Stayed at his the first night. We ended up in some club down in London uh, with Pritchard from Dirty Sanchez. Right, okay, he yeah. was there. Um and there was all these girls on the, the, the rings spinning and fireworks and everything. It was like just that first night in London, not like the launch party, made it all worth it. Right, okay. And then I went on to have the best fucking week of my life. Honestly, unbelievable week. 250 people, um, 100 cars right. of all sorts. So yeah. you're talking Ferraris down to 200 pound Volvo. And these are drivers from all over? All over the country, all over Europe. Because right, there okay. was people from, that I've still got friends now yeah. from Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Spain, France. Like people from France and Spain drove to England to start the rally to drive back. <laughs> to say they'd already done like 2,000 yeah, miles yeah. before they'd they even They've done the whole thing in reverse. Exactly. Yeah. But they'd done the whole, because they wanted to do it with everyone. Yeah. Um, and I met some crazy people, like 18-year-old Irish lads that literally looked like they'd never been out of their house before, let alone the country. <laughs> Dicks swinging everywhere, pretty much naked the whole week, running down the motorway in traffic jams, bollock naked, like just like unbelievable things that you've never seen. Like we, we was partying with these promo girls in nightclubs and VIP and all this mad stuff that you would never, ever yeah. imagine would ever happen. Yeah. And under no other circumstances would Exactly. It? And I'm yeah. thinking this shouldn't I shouldn't be here. Because of the shit that I've had to deal with and put up with getting here. I shouldn't be here. Did you not feel like you earned it more because of that? Hundred percent. Every time like the organisation for the rally wasn't great. Right. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. It was woeful. How many years was it in? By that point? Two, I think. Oh, okay. Two or three. I think so they're still the kind third of like learning year. to go yeah. along as well. But they took enough money to a fat chunk of money off people. Yeah. But I think it was yeah a good, good three years in I think. But it was it was it was what you made it, yeah. and that's what we soon. It's very much which I didn't realise until afterwards. It's very much a social experiment, a road trip like that is, because you're getting lumped in with lots of different people from lots of different walks of life, and you've got people that are used to being the centre of attention. Yeah, and now all of a sudden they're not. Like yourself. <laughs> Not at then, no. Right, Back okay. then, no. Is that what gave you the limelight? Well... It, is that what elevated you to 
No, I've always been gobby. But yeah, you have always been gobby. But no, it was like people that have always been. Yeah. That everyone went to, whether yeah, it be the only kind of, I guess the only, in that circumstance as well, the only common denominator is the travel aspect of it and the driving aspect of it. Yeah, and outside of that, you could be most anything. The, to be fair, the only real common thing was cars. Yeah, everyone was there. That was it. Everyone that was there was into cars. Yeah, should have been. So that was the main thing. But but that bred a lot of moaning as well. Because you've got people that I say used to be in the centre of attention that are now not. So the way they get their attention is to complain. It's yeah. basically to complain. Yeah, yeah. Because then everyone else then, oh well he's complaining, I'm gonna go and sit with him because I can complain with him then as well. Right. And I picked up on that quite quickly while I was there, but never really thought about it that much. And then when I got back, that's when I kind of had this you know, when you come back and it's a big bump and you're back to reality and it's like, Okay, well let's digest what's happened. Yeah. So you kind of sit there and everything kind of sucks back in and, you, and you, you, you're thinking about what's happened. And I just made, I don't know if, it, I can't remember if it was consciously or subconsciously, but I just made a decision to be more positive, to say yes to things. Yeah. Because that's what I've done all week. Yeah. Literally, I've just done everything, gone well, everywhere. Well, everything's gone let's against just, you. Yeah, let's just go wild. Like, who's stopping us? Yeah. There's no, there's no one stopping me from doing what the fuck I want. So I started doing that when I got home. And I, I made a conscious decision to to not put anything negative on Facebook, not to complain about anything. If anybody was to cut them out and to stop them, like friends or family, if people yeah. just fucking moan all the time, I just deleted them. Do you still do that now? It's tough because there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Work-wise, this, that, and the other, where you do feel yourself getting dragged back into that frame well, of mind. I mean, yeah, there's never going to be... A situation where you consistently can stay no, you, positive. You, like life doesn't allow that. Not at all. But it's it. But that. But do, is it that one of those things that you have to constantly remind yourself of as well? I think yeah, because I think if you don't, you will just fall into how you was before. Yeah. But I think that that opened my eyes to, and and not only that, the people that I met on that trip has changed who I am. Yeah. Now, like that trip. No shit, no cliche, genuinely changed my life. Yeah. Because the person that I was when I went before, the person that I was before I went to the person that I was when I came back, it's like night and day. Yeah. But I, And again, I don't know if it was consciously or subconsciously. I don't even know if I just went, right, this is what I'm going to do, or if it just naturally happened. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. But it became a catalyst. But it became, it, that That was the eye-opener to the world. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That was that was me going, shit, there's a big bad world out there. Yeah. And I've not seen a lot of it. Before that, I'd done, you know, the trip to Spain with the missus or, or the lads weekend away. Or to be fair, I haven't really done that many lads weekends away. I've never been on lads weekend away. I don't think I have. I've, like, I've been invited to a bunch of stag dudes before and it was never against the people getting married. It was just, I know me. I don't know, me in Marbella or Ibiza or those kinds of places just isn't going to translate well. <laughs> no, it's, so it's like, just save myself the effort. I don't think, I've done a couple of stag do's, but I've never been on like a lads week away, yeah. just the lads, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I've done the few, the, 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 the holiday trips, yeah. but I'd never really travelled, I'd never, never really experienced that sort of thing before. And I think it just opened my eyes to the world that there's more out there, more people, more experiences, yeah. more, just more to do. Like, and then from that, I met a woman uh, from uh, Alabama, um, and we got like really friendly and like stayed in touch afterwards. Yeah, 
Um, and she said, are you going to come over and do... They'd done an American road trip as well, like East Coast and West Coast. And she, and I said, oh, I'd love to. I said, but I can't I can't afford that. Like, it's, it was, like, I don't know, it was probably the same again, like two grand or something like that. Plus, yeah. you've got to get to the States. Right. And she said, well, I don't really like driving. She said, but I like the experience. I like the traveling. So she said, I'll pay for you to come, but you've got to do all the driving. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so who's going to pay for me to go to yeah, the States yeah. for a week? And drive. A Just week like- later... I got an email confirmation saying she'd booked my flights. I was like, fuck, this is happening. So I got onto the phone to the gaffer and says, look, I need a week off in so-and-so. And uh, and that was it. I flew over and we'd done um, East Coast from uh, Miami. No, from... Where was it? It was. It started in Atlanta, sorry. Right, okay. And then it went down the coast and ended up in Miami and she booked an extra couple of nights in Florida Keys as well so we got to experience that drive along all the the big bridges and all that through the Keys and all that sort of stuff and then then there was a West Coast one the same year about two months later she says do you want to come to the West Coast one I was like again she went same situation these are the kinds of friends you need in your life oh 100% and she went but she she's the same as me but we didn't know it at the time that yeah. we're very similar people we just met and we just clicked, just as like as really good, like we just clicked as friends. And she was like, well, "Do you want to come to the West Coast one as well?" Okay, so I was there for nine days, and she booked extra couple of nights in Vegas. Um, I think that was the first time I experienced Vegas as well, 2010. Um, yeah, I think it was. No, it was definite because I'd only been to America once before that to Florida. Right. Okay. So that was so my first experience ever of Vegas was driving down the strip in a convertible Mustang with a rock and roll band in the car because <laughs> there was a band on the on the trip and I somehow ended up in their car. So you've got five of us in this Mustang, roof down. It's just got dark. We're driving past the Bellagio Fountains and you literally stop in traffic. You look over and Elton John's playing on the Bellagio Fountains and I swear to God, I looked around and I went, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> yeah. It was one of them moments where you just think, how have I ended up yeah. here? Like, what is going on? And that since then, because before then I couldn't, I could never say to you that's happened before. Yeah. Since then, on a regular basis, yeah. I've looked around at that moment and they're gone. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Why am I here? Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like you said about going to lads' holidays, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. I shouldn't have been. <laughs> a lad from Tamworth shouldn't have been on an all expenses paid trip in Vegas. With a rock and roll band in a convertible Mustang. It just yeah. doesn't happen. It just it, you know, it shouldn't have happened. That kind of... Shouldn't have it's happened. It's where those kinds of things but present themselves as opportunities. Exa- madness. So I went Europe, East Coast, West Coast, all in the same year. Right. And that was it. Then I was hooked. Yeah. And that was my real introduction into the love. The love of travelling, really. That was where it all kind of... All kind of started. It just went... It just went from there, really. And that's it. And I've just been pretty much hooked ever since. Yeah. Crazy. And that was the thing with mine. It started, it was one of those things where I always wanted to travel. You know, when you're growing up and you see films or you see National Geographic and yeah. you see pictures and stuff like that. So I always wanted to and never, I think I had the balls to do it more than anything else. Just didn't have the confidence to think, just book a flight and go. And having people to do it with, which is always my biggest problem initially. Yeah, yeah. I've been to New York a couple of times, like 2004, 2005. Other than that, I hadn't really left the country. Um, and I went to Barcelona by myself for a week. And that was 2013, I think. Why did you go on your own? Um, just because I wanted to go. Just, no one would come with you? Or just, no, what you just it was, to go I think, so 
my girlfriend at the time, prior to me going, we'd always talked about going to Barcelona, but she didn't have a passport. We were together four years and she'd never got a passport. I don't understand people like that. But her thing was that she wanted to get one, but she'll get it when she's ready. And I offered to pay, but she was like, I'm independent and I can get it. And to be fair, she got one. She's, I think she's been to Barcelona now. So it wasn't, I think it was just, we were younger, didn't have the money. And yeah, stuff but who like doesn't that. have a passport like, the minute they can get, <laughs> get on a, a plane? Yeah, I, no, get I don't. That. But um, that was the reason why I hadn't been anyway. Um, so when we broke up, I think it was a few months afterwards, I wanted to go somewhere. I was like, right, I'm going. After four years. Stop banging the table. Sorry. After four years of talking about going to Barcelona, I was like, I'm going to fucking Barcelona. So I booked a flight. I'd never been anywhere by myself before. I think I flew to New York alone in 2004, but met people there. So it was only, it was only really... It's a long flight to go on your own. It is, but it was only the transit that was alone, really. Mm. So and I think when I came back, I had like a day by myself and that was about it. This was a week alone. And my biggest fear was how much do I like me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like how much can I be in my own company in, I don't speak Spanish. True. I don't know where I'm going. No. Let's just figure it out, right? So I booked a flight, went, shitting myself before I flew. But then once you're there, it's like, this, it's not difficult, especially in this modern age, like with phones and everything else. Yeah, it's else. a lot easier. Yeah, Traveling yeah. now is easy. It is easy. Um, but yes, yeah, so Sorry, translation apps? Yeah, 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 100%. Different world, isn't it? My, my favourite thing in Barcelona, I've got, I, we discussed this before, but I love a pizza. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I do, every country I go to, I have to have a pizza. So in Barcelona, I went to, went to a restaurant to order a pizza. Um, and I, again, cannot speak Spanish at all. So there's like a short rather large Spanish woman so I'm ordering a pizza off her and she's trying to work out what size <laughs> right. and I just remember her going grande and I was like no no no, no. just a, me by myself just a small one but that emphasis of grande stuck with me but yes I went by a week went for a week and I did so much that was the thing that shook me the most how much you can do when you're not with other people when you haven't got a compromise when you haven't got well, I want to go here and I want to go there but we'll do both and do an hour each just didn't stop Barely ate, because I was like, if I eat, it's an hour in the restaurant, or half an hour yeah, in the restaurant. Yeah, you're on your own as well. Yeah, you? so that's, there's nothing worse than that. Grab some street food yeah, and yeah. go. Um, I loved it, like, so I was there for a week, um, and that was my thing. I was like, okay, I've done that for a week, I've proven, and literally, the conversation we've had so far is longer than any conversation I had in Barcelona. Just didn't talk to anyone, because I stayed, I stayed at a hotel. <laughs> The guy at the hotel called me Senor El Diablo. <laughs> see? He was like, sense. you look like um, El Diablo, see? And that was it. That's what they called me. And for I didn't even know that. You didn't know That's that? That's literally the first time I've, known, I've right, said so, that. Right, so yeah, they called me Senor El Diablo for the week. Stayed there, came back, and then I was like, right, I need to go away. So that was October 2013 or 14, 14 2014. And then I planned a trip around Europe, driving. But again, by myself, I had a shitty Ford Focus. Um, that it used to cut out every time I downshift. <laughs> nice. Which is fine until you're turning around roundabouts and the power steering goes. I mean, you say that, but you change gear quite a lot. You do. So it's probably not ideal. Yeah, um, it, the speed on it didn't work. So I was guessing my speed. Every time I hit 60, the, the boot would pop open. <laughs> I loved that car. And this was the car that you was planning on driving yeah, around yeah, Europe yeah. in? That was the car. Okay. I loved that car. It had character. Right. That was my yeah. argument. Um, but then I went to a gig with a couple of mates and I was talking afterwards about my plans. I was about two months out from going, saved money. And they were like, oh, we're going as well. And we compared routes and it was pretty much identical. Right. I had a bit planned afterwards which they didn't. And they were doing interrail 
which I knew fuck all about at that point. Interrail. Yeah, so do you not know about Interrail? So Interrail is you can book... So it's all train tickets, hence the rail. Right. And you can book... Go on. Um, so the one we booked was like, I think, for a month. And it's like um, unlimited destinations. In the car? or No, on... no, train. Right, okay. So, train. so you don't drive the car onto the train? No, 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 no. no. Right, so okay. this is just train. Right. Um, so you can do smaller ones as well. I'm not advertising Interrail. <laughs> it's probably cheaper to do it if you just book tickets by yourself. Okay. <laughs> Unless they want to give you some free shit, then go for Interrail. Yeah. Um, so we went and we did 14 countries we planned. Well, I planned 14 countries. Um, in uh, Europe? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know there was 14 countries in Europe. <laughs> there's 36 of them. Shut up, there's not 36. I'm probably wrong on that, but I reckon it's about 36. Name them. Be, all of them, <laughs> right alphabetically. Now. Right now. Um, it might have been more, I can't remember. But yeah, so we started, flew to Nice. It was a night of the McGregor-Pacquiao fight. Not McGregor. Um, Hatton? No. Don't know. There was a fight. In Europe, there's 44 countries. Oh, producer there's Robbie's saying there's well. 44. Oh, yeah, that's true. So there was. So there was at the time. At the, at the time of your road trip, there was 44 countries. There's now 43. Why is there only 43? Because I voted out. <laughs> <laughs> I voted in. Yeah, but we're still in Europe. We're just not in the EU. We are still in Europe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so 44 then. So there's still 44. And, and not so only that, but technically the UK is four countries as well. So it will be 40. <sighs> why did you have to start him? <laughs> on, this is why we haven't discussed Brexit. I'm not, we're not going to discuss Brexit. Do, do you know, I thought it was an important fact. That it, is, it, it, it is. It is. So 44. Was, it, um, 44 and there's still 44. There's 44 countries in the European Union. No. There was. No. In no, because Norway and Switzerland are part of the European Union. Oh, so there's less Christ. countries in the Union, but there's 44 countries in the continent that is Europe. The first thing, <laughs> the first thing producer Robert said, that is and a... look at the argument that it's caused. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? He's smashing He's the place up so now. It's, that's okay. It'll, well, it'll dry, it'll dry out. Absolutely destroying the place. Stop. <laughs> that's how angry I was about Brexit. Stop <laughs> mentioning the B word. The B word is now banned. Back to bad. Europe, right. only but, Europe as a whole. So I did 14 as part of the story. Of the 44 countries in Europe. Okay, yes. Um, Unless you had the four separate ones from England, but carry on. Not England, UK. <laughs> UK. Oh my God. England is still one country. Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Deep breaths. Deep yeah? Breaths. Okay, geography lesson over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 14 countries. Four, yeah, so starting in, well, I'm counting, I'll say that, I'm, I'm counting Monaco in that, and Monaco isn't a country. It's a principality. Principality, that's the word. It Isn't is. it a country on its own? I think it's got a flag, but I don't think it's classed it's as a country. It's got a royal family. The Vatican City is classed as... Also, it's got two names. What has? Monaco, because it's also called Monte Carlo. No, Monte Carlo is a... Ca- no, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. Mo- no wait, is Monte-, Monte Carlo the capital of Monaco, isn't it? No, it's the same. It doesn't have a capital. It's only about this big. I know Monaco, it's... officially, <laughs> Uh-oh, the hang on. of Monaco. Monaco is the principality of Monaco. Oh, Monaco. I mean, that makes even less sense. That does make less sense. Monte Carlo's in Monaco, but Monte Carlo let's isn't. Let's save geography for podcast two. Tune, tune in for podcast two for more um, amazing geography. And by all means, let us know on anything we're wrong about, which will probably be geography. everything. Geography before with Archer and the Devil. Yeah, before we carry on, Uh-oh. Answer. Right, producer Rob's oh, going to answer. Come on, uh, Rob. And uh, the question on Google is, is Monaco a country? Is yes Monaco a country, yes or no? Wait, 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 what are you saying? I think Monaco is a country. I think it isn't. 
Okay, what do you think it is? A principality. Yeah, but what's a principality? Um, not a country. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? It's an independent city-state, which is a principality. It's an independent city-state. City so is that what Vatican is as it well, then? It's a micro-state of a country. What a load of bollocks. So, and is, it, is it classed as France, or it's France, isn't it, or is it Italy? But it's right on the border. Located in Western Europe, along the French Riviera. France borders Monaco on three sides. Yeah, literally people live in Italy and they travel to Monaco to work because it's cheaper to live in Italy and it's like 15 minutes away. Yeah, because that was my point with Vatican City as well. Vatican City is classed as... I think it's classed as a country. Producer Rob, let us know in a moment. I found, on the completely off subject, I found my first and only ever hot chips vending machine <laughs> in a service station... On the Monaco-Italy border. I thought you were going to say in Vatican City. No, that, not that there. That would have been so much more impressive. No, not there. I literally but. put two euros in and I got out the bottom hot chips or fries for our American viewers. How were they? Fries. Incredible. Really? Unbelievable. And you could hear them coming down the machine, like like <laughs> following them down with your ear. Each, each fry. I don't, know how, I don't know how it works. Like, how would... Okay, but were they chips, like fat-cut chips or skinny fries? No, there was like French fries. There were like fries. In a little yeah. pot, like red hot... You can still see the bits of grease on them, like proper chippy chips, like French chippy fries, chips. but out of a vending machine. And I'm that like, is impressive. I thought if that came to England, you'd be a millionaire. You no, can have one of them on every street if corner. That came to England, they get broken into. The no, yeah, but day what are they going to steal? Hot fat potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. If anybody knows how it works, please feel free to uh, buy buy me one. Oh, hang on, Rob's got something else to Vatican say. City. Yeah. Is the smallest country in the world. Oh, there you oh, go. Shit. How can Vatican City be a, be the smallest country? You can make, you can make this a country. You could, I mean, I said you could. Was it Cornwall trying to make themselves their own country? It's one-eighth the size of New York Central Park. Vatican City. I, know I don't know if they can hear you, but... <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you because you're in the room. I, I can't hear you through the microphone. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll shout there. So Vatican City is one... That's why I'm repeating everything you say. What, what we're can't. learning is, is that Vatican City is officially the smallest country in the world. It is one-eighth of New York Central Park. And it is one-eighth... If you have heard him, we apologise for repeating, but if you haven't, it's one-eighth the size of Central Park. What is Vatican City? It's where the Pope lives. Yeah, but... So it's just like a house. No, it's not, have you not been? So no. it's, it's in the middle of Rome. I don't think I've been. Well, it's, well, I've it, been to it's, Rome. It's in Rome. Um, yeah. And it's, got, it's where the uh, Sistine Chapel is. I've seen where Adam, that's the big round thing, the Colosseum. That's not it. <laughs> no, I've been there. I've, been I've got there. a picture there. I parked outside it, took a picture, drove off. Didn't go in it. Really? I wouldn't in yeah, it. Literally. It is pretty cool. I'd like to go. I've been to Pisa. That's not it. Yeah, that's not it. That's I thought Pisa was a bit shit. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I met a girl when I was in Romania last year who was from Pisa. Sorry, I'm banging the table again. Um, and I, we discussed Pisa beforehand. Cause I was telling Pisa or pizza? Pisa. Over pizza? Nothing over pizza. (laughs) Um, Did you discuss pizza over pizza? No. Oh. But I've I've got her on Instagram. I'll see what her opinion is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, and I was talking shit about pizza and then she was like, I'm from pizza and I was like, I'm going to... People from there? People from there? That's true actually. I drove through there. The roads are really bad in pizza. I didn't drive. Really bad. It was like, I just remember it was like 32 degrees that day and I had a 12 kilogram backpack on which isn't particularly heavy when you're walking around with it all day in 34 degree heat. Did you have the same clothes on that you've got on now? Most likely. <laughs> I've put money on it. Different t-shirt. I, I will put money on Different the t-shirt. Fact. We have the, There is a recurring theme here with Jake. Yeah. Whenever I go anywhere. Um, he only wears 
this outfit. You can't really see it all now, but I mean, the, I I do have variations. I mean, not really. The only thing that changes is, <laughs> is the, the t-shirt. t-shirt, and he's bought a new coat this year as well. I have a new, new winter coat. coat. I have, and some white shoes. It's the first coat I've owned since 1997. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like genuinely, and I used to live in Iceland as well. No, exactly. And the thing is, like, you genuinely need a coat there, but just didn't have one. Didn't have one. Same outfit. Same outfit. There we go then. Uh oh. Rob's I've got some questions. Rob's got questions. Questions already? Wait, is this like a quiz? We haven't finished Sunny's story yet. I'm not going anywhere. I'm interested in this as well. Right, Rob's got a quiz. The question is, in 2011, how many people actually lived in Vatican City? In 2011? I don't think any. How many people lived in the Vatican City? I don't think anyone can... I don't think it can be the official form of residence, can it? I don't, I don't you don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. You know what so it's it not going to ask me if you can live there okay, or not. So, okay, just for, it's essentially like, a, it's, I don't want to say cathedral because I don't want to be wrong. Is that the thing that you see in the films, like the, where they all go when the Pope dies? Is that Vatican City? Like in James Bond and the smoke comes out the chimney? That's what, so the, when the smoke comes out the chimney, that's when they uh, nominate a when he's, new When they've got a new one. Pope, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the smoke turns. It looks just like a big square. Right. It is, well, it's a, it's a circular kind of like courtyard right with this big ass cathedral type thing at the end of it it's not a cathedral but someone will tell me the right word and tell Pope's me St Peter's Square that's it and then inside there that's where um, the I thought that was in Venice this yeah. is another St Peter no Venice is just where the canals are yeah there's a St Peter's Square in Venice um, as well I'm there. sure there is there's probably more than one I've been to Venice. It's cool. I haven't been to Venice. I'll tell you why I haven't been to Venice when I get to that part of the story. Okay. Yeah, but, let's um, finish your story. Shush. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't answered how many people oh. live there. None. One. 594. Shut oh. up. Yeah. It was 71 cardinals, 109 members of the Swiss Guard, 51 members of the clergy, and one nun inside the Vatican walls, and then the rest were different. One nun. All dudes and one nun. She had a good time. Mate. <laughs> I like literally. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and I, 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 unless she was like a child, she's going to be fine there, isn't she? Oh, come on now. <laughs> like, you know what? I hesitated, but <coughs> the, um, I apologise to any Catholics. So basically, way. anybody that lived in Vatican City was a religious type. And that's it's, it. But it's purely Catholicism there. So you can only live there if you basically work for the Pope. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like some mafioso situation going on like, there. Like, the, like um, the Tower of London. You can only live in there if you work for the Queen. Same thing. Is that true? True story. I mean... People live in the Tower of London. I've been they? there, done a tour. There's like proper houses and they stuff. They live in there. It's proper, you know, like inside the walls. They've got little front doors and shit. Or like the beef eaters and stuff live there. Interesting fact about oh, Tower God. of London. <laughs> Interesting fact. The best job in the world, the best name of a job, the Raven Master. The Raven Master. Oh, he's the guy that looks after the birds, isn't he? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what gave and that also, away? what do you actually do? You just open the doors, they all fly off, and then you shut the door at the Is end of the Is that like night. you know in Game of Thrones, they're like, send a raven, they put a message yeah. on the floor. Is that what his job was? He's the Raven Master. But wait, was that what his job was? I don't know. I can find out for you. He's the Master of Ravens. Master of Ravens. Stop with your facts. We're trying to listen to Sunny's story. <laughs> okay, but I thought it was, you needed to know at that point. Okay. Carry on. I learned something. We forgot so. where you was in the story. I now. haven't. I was in Nice going to Monte Carlo. Yes, you was, yes. So I went to Nice. Then yeah. I went to Monte Carlo. Okay. And the thing Monte I'm, Carlo or Monaco? Well, Monte Carlo. Okay. The, the main reason I went to Monaco was for the track. Yes. Being a huge Formula One fan. Yes. And my aim at that point was to get a car, rent it out and drive the track. Yes. There's two things I realised that day. One, traffic generally goes against the way the race goes. Didn't know that first. 
I mean, yeah. It depends what time of night it is. Um, And secondly, I couldn't afford a car. (laughs) (laughs) Which is more important, really. Traffic's irrelevant if you can't afford the car. Because I think that was like day four, day five of the trip and I had X amount of time ahead of me. I was like, I don't want to run out of money before I get out of here, basically. So walked the track, so walked the whole of the Monte Carlo. You walked the racetrack. walked the racetrack. Okay. I've drifted the racetrack. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> That's a much better story that we will come back to. Yeah. And then from there, went to Italy, did a few places in Italy, saw Pisa, a bit shit. Thought Rome was a bit shit as well, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see much. And again, I apologise to any Italians. Oh, look, Lake Como was awesome. Florence was awesome, apart from the Italian guy who stole my phone. Um, Italy has the best service stations I've ever been to. <laughs> ever? Ever. Anywhere. Over the States? Well, Bar 7-Eleven in the States. going to say. But... In terms of Europe and European food and, and everything else, like every Italian service station is like a full-on Italian deli. Yeah. Like, incredible. And Italian food is... So good. Arguably the best food. But also, Italian is very, like... Again, going completely off topic. French, to an extent. Spanish. You can kind of guess what words say. Like, you, you, you almost... Like, if you look yeah. at something, you can kind of guess what it is. Italian... Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. It's just it's just a gobbledygook of letters. With like, that in mind, with that oh in mind, God. we're going to use Google Translate. Right. And you're going to... What we're going to do is we're going to speak English into it, get it to translate the Italian, and then what the other person's going to try and say the Italian word. And you've got to remember it. That's the game. Just while we're doing Italian stuff. <laughs> right, so... So, okay, word. just quickly again, just in case you can't hear... Um, Rob. <laughs> What's his name? This, it's good. This Producer Rob. <laughs> We're playing a game where he says something into Google Translate in English, it translates to Italian, and the other person has to... I can't remember the start of your story, I'll be honest. So this isn't this isn't going to go well. Like, I'm, I'm completely lost. I don't even I know where faith. we are. What's going on? Hello? It's hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> it is I don't even know warm. if they can hear you, Rob. I'm not going to lie. Like, there, could, there could just be a whole five minutes of silence as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? I don't know. I can't hear. I don't know what's happening. Let Sonny, the devil, finish his story, please. Let him... Let, let him finish his story. Not really. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. Because I'm kind of sorry. We're getting interrupted. What's the matter? They're fine at the door. Don't worry about the dog. But the dogs are interrupting us. Uh, the two last dogs. Them. They're fine. Don't panic. Yes, they're fine. Don't worry about the dogs. The dogs are fine. The dogs are fine. Can we please hear the okay. story? So, went to France. I just went to a few places. It was really nice. Good trip. <laughs> no, uh, so went to uh, Italy after that. Got my phone stolen by an Italian guy who just briefly stole my phone by talking about football, which next to pizza is my... <laughs> if you want to get me, pizza or football and you've got me. Yeah. Or boobs. Fair. Yeah. Um, but we didn't... I couldn't speak Italian. He could speak English. So he started just naming footballers. <laughs> and that was it. But that it was worked. the basis of your and conversation. at that point, because I was drunk, right? So at that point, I'm really happy how successfully I'm talking to this guy purely by talking about footballers. So he's saying footballers' names and you're just saying yes or yeah, no. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. Like players that play in Italy. So because they sound Italian, you think now no, think you're speaking <laughs> Italian. I know who the footballers are. And I was 
telling him footballers too. So I think at that point, like Mo Salah, who's like huge at Liverpool, yeah. played for Fiorentina. Right. And I was in Florence, so Fiorentina was Florentine's yeah. team. So I was like, Mo Salah, and he was like, see, he's like really happy. So I'm like, this is great. We're communicating. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, European God. relations are better for this conversation right. happening. And then the way the conversation ended was that... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At the end of it, he came and gave me a hug and was pretending to tackle me. There's no ball there. He's just like pretending to tackle right. me. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then he did it again and then walked away. And I was like, what a nice guy. And I was talking to these American girls about Barcelona. Like, I've been to Barcelona. Let me show you some photos. Because they were hot. Kept going for my phone. No phone. And realized when the guy was no. tackling me. Just the old distraction the technique. Old, and it worked. No way. It worked. So I'm, I'm furious at this point because I've lost my phone. But lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. Lesson learned. Which I, I'll get to as well. So from there went to... My main thing was mountains. I love mountains. So I wanted to go to Switzerland and Austria. At that point, I hadn't climbed mountains, but I wanted to see them. Look how pretty they are. Yep. So I did that. Um, went to Berlin because Switzerland I discovered was really fucking expensive really fucking expensive really fucking expensive which I didn't know no so I planned for I think 10 days there which ended up being about 6 which kind of like opened up more time I spent £40 <laughs> £40 in Switzerland on two 20 chicken nugget meals from McDonald's for £20 a pound a nugget and they chucked in the chip for free I have a question yeah was this one trip or did you go back no I, I went for two people Okay. I made the mistake of going, I'll get these, mate. Don't worry about it. Because you bought them in France where it was basically free. Free, yeah. 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 I'll buy them in Switzerland, mate. No problem. £40 later. Because it's Swiss francs, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't really know. Because you've spent you euros. Convert, yeah. You spent euros all week. You just think, oh, yeah, Sam, stick it on the card. Yeah. Next minute, you get home, check your bank account. And you're like, £40 for McDonald's. Just chicken nuggets. Nothing special. Top tip in Switzerland. Don't go to McDonald's. Well, use your phone to to translate the money. Convert, convert, so you know what you're spending. Yeah. because it's super expensive. It is, and I went to when I was super in, pretty, but super it is. expensive. When I was in Interlaken, like I had a burger there, which was one of the best burgers I've ever had. But that was about thirty pound, and I think at that point, I'm like, I need to get the fuck <laughs> we, out of we this need country. To leave. I'm going home tomorrow. So went to Liechtenstein for the day. Is that um, a country or a place? It's a country. It sounds familiar, only because of the World Cup. No, I don't think Euros. Liechtenstein. Probably the Euros. Yeah. They're a really small country, but it's really yeah, yeah. beautiful. Um, went there for the day. Um, and then went to Austria, which was the main place I wanted to go for mountains. And when I got there, it was about 6pm, and you can see the mountain line. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I'm climbing that bastard tomorrow. Find my hostel, which is like the arse end of uh, Innsbruck. Wake up, and it's that cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> Waste of time. No mountains. So I said to the woman at reception, like, um, when are the mountains coming back, essentially? <laughs> can, you, can you show me the mountains can again, you put please? them back? I'm only here for one day. And she was basically like, when it gets like this, you won't see them again for a week. Really? Yeah, so I went around the city and fucked off somewhere else. No way. Met up with my friends again, because they left before I did in um, Switzerland. So 
accidentally got a hostel, went into the room they gave me, saw my mate Danny's shoes on the floor, was like, I know those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I recognise those it shoes. It had been five days since If I see your clothes days. on the floor, to be fair, I'd know it you was know you. It was me. I'd, yeah. know you, I'd know you was there. Yeah. It's the converse that give me away more than anything. It's the shorts, I think. Yeah, I was joking, converse it's, are like a really common... It's the shorts, I think. Shorts in winter. Mm. I've climbed Patagonia in these shorts. <laughs> oh not these exact ones. Don't lie. In shorts. They're not short shorts. They're not like <laughs> booty shorts. No, they're not. What are they called? Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes. Daisy that, Dukes. That'd be <laughs> not a good sign. Let's move on from that image. Yeah, let's. Um, but at this point, because I think the reason with Europe, I wasn't that bothered about going to Europe. I'm not going to lie. Like I wanted to. Like I wanted to go to see the Vatican. I wanted to see Colosseum. But I wanted to go further. I wanted other cultures. But I think that was my tester trip. Yeah, yeah. If I can do this, if it fucks up, I'm an hour away from home it on a is, flight. It is. If you've never done it before, I don't care who you are. Yeah. If you go travelling on your own yeah. for the first time, it's terrifying. I think yeah, the first is. time I went on my own was when I went to America on them two road trips. Do you still on my get own. nervous when you go now? <clears throat> I think I enjoy it more because it forces you to talk to people. Yeah. Like, you just, you just naturally speak to people because you've got no one else to speak to yeah so even if you just sat at a bar if me and you went we'd just talk to each other yeah it, america certain places are very different because a lot more people are more open i think as as english we're very closed off and it just naturally you're just no, naturally invert inverted lot like, introvert because yeah. it's just the way we are whereas if you're american you're, you're out there and you'll talk to anyone and everyone's friendly and everyone's happy so i think if you go on your own especially as an english person it's it forces you out of your comfort yeah. zone. And I enjoyed it. No, I that was the thing. So with that trip, I had my two mates with me essentially most of the time. In Berlin, there was this guy we met who was, who looked like Hugh Jackman's brother. Right. Who had a mate out there who organised just like, it was like a pub crawl, but in the street. So you just go to a liquor store, get a bottle and just talk to people in the street. And that okay. was the first time I really like encountered travelling or travellers properly. Because it's just like, where are you from? Like the dude, like Estonia. I'm like, cool, I've never been to Estonia. Tell me everything about Estonia in three minutes. Then next person, then next person. Then one guy was like, I'm from Manchester. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> next. Not against Manchester, but I can drive to Manchester yeah, at any point. It's an hour away. So with the Brazilian guy, I'm like, cool, I can learn things that I don't know. Um, and that was basically, it was that trip and doing that that gave me the confidence to do it. So it wasn't even like to that point where I was hooked. I enjoyed that, like I enjoyed seeing everything, experiencing everything. But I wouldn't really say traveling around Europe for me, but the way I've traveled after it is different completely. Yeah, yeah. Like that gave me enough to know how I didn't want to do it and how to do it. Because I planned all of that, I wrote the whole thing out, which I needed to because I only had a X amount of money. So I came back, saved money, and that was when I flew one way to Bangkok. No plan, just a budget, two nights in a hostel. And wing the fuck out of it. See, I don't know if I could do that. See, that's that's where I shine. I don't know if I could do that. And that I mean... was where, where you were just saying, then you have to talk to people. My first night, I remember I stayed two nights in this hostel in Bangkok. Didn't talk to anyone. Went out in the day, went and saw some shit. And I was shitting myself before I went. I didn't, genuinely, it was finding reasons not to go. And I'd had a crappy job, which I had just to save money to go. So I quit that. And had I wanted to spend, I think it was my 33rd birthday or 34th birthday, there's a festival in Northern Thailand with all the lanterns. Yeah, yeah. And it was, on, that, it was yeah. on my birthday. <coughs> and I think I saw in February, my birthday's in November. So I saw in February, this thing was happening on my birthday. So I was like, right, I'm going. That's my resolution this year to spend my 30, 2016, 
34th birthday there and went and shit myself and got there and didn't talk to him for two days at all. Just walked around, headphones on, looking at everything, listening to music. And the, th- the second or third night, there was a guy sat at the bar at the hostel. He was like, you look weird. <laughs> Come and talk to us. Standard reaction. But that's yeah. all I need is an in. And once yeah. I've got one other person, I can talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if I could, if you came, not the same as you, because you would just, if I said to you, do you want to sit down and have a beer with me? You probably would. You wouldn't really think anything of it, but some people would be like, well, that guy's weird. He's probably going to murder me. I mean, you don't, you don't look the most... It'd be great if you could talk into the microphone as well. Sorry. You don't look... I don't approachable. Want, approachable is probably the right word. Yeah. You, you know, the makeup... The, it the, depends. It, I think it's the height. Yeah. He's more intimidating than anything. It's just because we're both 6'4". Yeah. You're stockier than me as well. You've got the hair. You've got the whole... Aquaman look about you. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, approachable is it, it, you've got to be, I don't want to say brave, but it's not brave. You've got to be intrigued. It isn't, I will say, because I've had this conversation before when you go to a wedding and there's someone who's like, oh, I've seen you around. Like, it's really brave or whatever it is, the word you want to pick. It's not brave. It's the same as every other fucker looks. It's only weird. Like, I don't get looked at where we live now. The town we live, because I've been here yeah, yeah, yeah. for 30 years, no, but you go two cities away and everywhere you go. I mean, you say that, but I've walked around town with you and other than hot girls, I've never, I've never walked around with any guy who gets looked at. So where people will look at you. So what you're saying is I'm more visually appealing than hot girls. On par. (laughs) On par. On par. I'll take that. Because if you're with a hot girl, lads will always look. And I mean, lads, lads will always look yeah. at if you're with a hot, if you're with the bird or your girlfriend or whatever the PC term is, if you're with your significant <laughs> other and you're walking around town, you, you look hot. Yeah. They will always look at the girl. Yeah. Always. Yeah. If me and you are walking around town, obviously we're both going to look hot. The lads will <laughs> look at you. As, the lads will look at you as well, is what I'm saying. It's the long hair. Do you think it is though? No. I think it's, no, it's I, the whole... The thing is though, because... It's one of those things where, for me, I can't be surprised if people look at me. Because if someone, if I saw a dude walking around who was painted half green, I'm going to look at him. Anything that isn't common. Just for listeners out there, uh, just a little disclaimer. Uh, the devil isn't painted half green. I'm not painted just, half he's green. He's not half Hulk. So for half Hulk, only half Hulk. <laughs> half Hulk. Can I stop you? Uh-oh. Just for the Oh, God, what's this? I, I would like you to describe each other. Okay. That's true. Okay. There are people who will just listen to this. That is a good point. Who may have no idea what That is a very like. good point, actually, that is a because good point. obviously we're doing it on YouTube as well. Feel yeah. free to check out our YouTube channel, Archer and the Devil. But we are doing a podcast primarily, oh, and yeah. obviously we've got names, but nobody really knows. So do you want to describe me, and I'll describe you, or describe ourselves? I'll describe you, you describe me. We probably should have done this at the beginning. No, it's a, it's a good time to do it. Okay. Okay. I'm good. So you're six four. You're tall. You are taller than me. I'm six three. You're six four. Oh, okay. So you are taller than me. Um, <laughs> six four. Is this me? Yeah. Okay. Um, twinkly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. To, the problem is you look normal. Yeah, that's fine. Lots of tattoos. Yeah. You've got. Do you want to? Do you want to explain the tattoo on your chest? No, because they can't see it, so it doesn't matter. What does it say? It doesn't matter what it says. I have a tattoo on my chest. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have a tattoo on my chest. 
<laughs> shoulder to shoulder, right? Yes, it goes from one side so to the four. other. Yep. It says, never say never. Right. And what is that a reference to? It, it is a reference because it was around the time I actually... Right. So right. this ties in with this road trip story. Okay. On the way home from either East Coast or West Coast, can't remember, you're watching the in-flight movies, etc. And I watched um, The Karate Kid. The old school one. No, with Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, right, yes. yeah. And at the end of said film, the closing credits song is a song by Mr. Justin Bieber. Featuring Jaden Smith. Shout out Justin Bieber. Featuring Jaden Smith. It is, yeah. Called Never Say Never. And the whole song is about the karate <laughs> kid getting knocked down, getting back up again, have a bit of fighting, yeah. Is it about him specifically, or is it a general positive Chumbawamba-esque? It's, it is a positive song, because yeah. it is, you know... It, I know the song, but for yeah. those that don't... No, so it's a positive song. But also, the main reason is Never Say Never is symmetrical. It, when you look at it visually, it's two words the same and a word in the middle. So okay. visually, it looks symmetrical, it looks good. I like the song, I'm not going to lie. I also thought it's an end credit song. No one's ever going to listen to that song. No one's ever going to say, oh, that's a Justin Bieber song ever in their life. And then how long was it after he released it as a single? <laughs> About two months after having the tattoo done, right. Justin Bieber decided to release A, the song called Never Say Never. I think the album was called <laughs> Never Say Never. Pretty sure the tour. Pretty sure the tour, and I think there was a documentary. DVD. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I think there was a documentary there was. also called And I want to point Never out, Say Never. the only reason I know all of these things is because every time there was a new thing by Justin Bieber, I made sure to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it couldn't have been a worse situation. I'm not going to lie. It really couldn't. It literally the is. Things, I'm not going to lie, because at that point, I mean, that was young Bieber. That was 13, that was, 14 that year was old. Classic <laughs> that's classic Bieber. That's classic Bieber. Is that what we're calling it? I love classic Bieber. But, sorry, is a banger. They're all bangers. They're not all Bieber bangers. hasn't had a bad song. <laughs> yes, I mean, has. Girlfriend's a bit iffy. But the rest of them. But no, sorry. And what was the other one on the album? Baby. No, not that one. What other one? The one, the album with Sorry on it. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while. He was like a child. Was it Love Yourself? Possibly. No, that was a new, that's one of his new ones. No, it's an older one. That was a banger as well. To the point, he's Canadian, right? Correct. Let me get this right. So when I drove into Vancouver, yep. last trip I went on, um, flew to Seattle, had a camper van, and went, as soon as they let me through, and I say let me through, because <laughs> <laughs> I was worried for a hot minute there, um, which is another story, um, I hit Bieber. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Have same to as when I drove into Miami. It was like that, Brian, Brian Adams or Lance Morrison. Yeah, when I, I drove like, into Miami, immediately Will, Will Smith, Smith. Yeah. on the bridge driving into Miami. You've got to do it. You've just yeah. got to do no, it. You, these are things you have to do because you'll never forget that. Oh, and I never will. No. Anyway, back to describing me. Right. Yeah. Describe so, me, please. Where was I? Twinkly eyes. Justin Bieber tattoo. Lots of tattoos. Well, right arm tattoos. Have you got any left arm? Yeah, a little bit. Oasis lyrics. Right, okay. So I don't forget that. Actually, that says eighty three on my arm. That I actually used that. Yeah, I actually used that as ID in Blackpool to get into a club once. Really? Straight up, I forgot my ID, and the bouncer on the door had got tattoos as well. And I said to him, "Why would I have eighty three tattooed on my arm if it wasn't the year that I was born? It makes no sense." And he true. went, "Fair point. Get yourself in, lad." But your racing card number is fifty four, right? Fifty four. So if you had that on there, you couldn't really use no, that as a. I, I can't. I couldn't pass as fifty four or born in the year fifty four. Yeah. 
Anyway, carry on. Why would you have the year, no, the age you were at that point tattooed on you? Why would you have 54 if you were 54? No, exactly, because in no, that no a, a year's time, it's going to be our date. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really, I'm really Do you want me this. to do it? it might... So I'm six foot four, there you go, yeah. slender athletic build, <laughs> slightly tattooed. Is this what's on your grinder? Sli- <laughs> slightly tattooed. Um, that's about it, really. Just normal looking, slightly hair. graying hair, slight beard. The devil, on the other hand. The devil. The devil. Imagine Jason Momoa <laughs> Fuck yourself. in Game of Thrones. And that's it, really. You've, that's, that's I him. want to specify, because again, we discussed earlier, you've known me for 23 years. Yeah. Right, so pop culture-wise. Yeah, but also, in 23 years, I've never been able to describe you. Now I can. Because <laughs> I just say, you know, Game of Thrones, what's his name? Jason Momoa. No. In- oh, Carl Drogo. Drogo, that's the one. Yeah, right. So, but for the for the sake of people who don't know, you've known me since 1997. Yep. 23 years. Yep. Have I looked like this for 23 years? Correct. Okay. Because the amount of people who are like... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Is that why you look like that? Are you trying to look like him? No. 23 years I've looked like Who this. looks at... Drogo in Game of Thrones and goes, that, that's the look that's I the need. Look. I need to look like that that's guy. That's what I want to go for. I need to look like I'm wearing a loincloth ripping people's throats up. I mean, I don't get the wardrobe down. No, it's, no. It is just more... But basically, if you was to look at him, he would have the dark eyeliner, the dark long hair, slightly grain like myself, big black get beard, all, piercings, tattoos. You'll, you'll, you'll recognise him. But also, tune into the uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> Which is Archer the Devil. Check out our Instagram, Archer and the Devil, and also uh, Facebook pages for more pictures. And our Twitter is Archer and Devil. Correct. Or on, on our social media. Because you can't have more than 15 characters. Correct. That's why. So that. So are we at the end of your story now? Um, no, no, that was the... Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Oh, Producer again. Rob has... Can you read that out? What have I got to read here? Uh, what, what language is this? Italian. I is it Italian? Yeah, but I'd need to get the accent oh, right. <laughs> oh, it's in French. Oh, combien sont les papilles de poulet? Isn't poulet chicken? Yeah. So, what do you think that means? Uh, can I have some? Can I have a small chicken? No. Not bad. Not bad. You may have wanted to use it in Switzerland. Uh, how much is twenty chicken nuggets? <laughs> is that what it is? is? That what it is? <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's what you need. You know what? When I went to Barcelona... I told you I wasn't far The only thing I learned when I went to Barcelona, the only Spanish, was how to order a double rum and coke. I know. What do I know in German? I know more Spanish now because I've travelled Central South America. But at that point, the only Spanish I thought I needed was... I can't remember what it is now. But it was um, how to order a large rum and coke. I know how to order a large beer in German. Which is just large beer. That's it, yeah. No, it's eine kleiner beer bitten. Okay. I think something like that. Can I have a large beer? I find German one of the hardest languages. You know, when you go to a country, you try and pick up at least a civil hello, goodbye, thank you, excuse me. German's the one, European wise, anyway, other than Icelandic. <laughs> yeah, that's just fluent. <laughs> yeah, gurdy. it literally is. But luckily, yeah. most Icelandic people Sorry, speak Icelandic English. People. Yeah. No, like they do speak English, better English than we do. Because we speak slang. In Iceland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Most of my friends that from Sweden, Norway, you would, some of them you wouldn't even know they're from there. They've they yeah. barely got an accent. The weird thing is when, Nor- when I went to Norway, I kind of discovered that they speak very American English. Mm. Because I feel like that's how they've learned. It's that's how, yeah, friends, TV. films, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. That's what he said to me. He learned, 
a lot of his English through watching Friends. Yeah. That's how he, he picked it. And he, he does have a very slight, even a slight New York accent to like the odd oh, really? words yeah yeah which y- y- he would never pick up on yeah but obviously because we recognize it people are like oh you're norwegian whatever but some people do like philippines like, i've met people from the philippines they speak quite like i've thought people i've met from philippines have been american until they've said have you been to america I'm like no oh strange that is weird and I always wonder as well like especially if you've lived somewhere for X amount of time so if you're from France and at 20 you move to England move to London and you've been there for 10 years what do you think in like what language do you think in like you're in a monologue don't start this because you know where this is going at the minute you know where this is going have you seen have you all seen there's a video going around on YouTube. Should we explain? Yeah, you, you can go for it. So there's a video going around currently on YouTube of a young lady who, now strap in, who has no voice in her head. Apparently. So, apparently. Yeah. So she has no inner, what they call an inner monologue. So basically, when you read to yourself, you read the words in your head. Yeah. She can't do that. Right. It's what does the, she do? Well, because I've I've read up about this a little bit and I can't grasp it. She says, from what I understand, she sees images of things and what, like when she reads a sentence, she says it's like in a wave. So she'll read the the, the, the she keeps talking about the structure of sentences and she'll pick out key words and she also said she picks out key words and then she files them away like in category and she actually said in categories in the back of her head. Right. So she doesn't. It's, it, it is. It is difficult it, to explain. Really difficult to explain. And even when she was explaining it to the guy in the video, he was just Baffled mind blown. It, yeah. Like he couldn't get his head around it. And it is one of those things. I think if you have always had that, you wouldn't know any different. She didn't know she was different. Yeah. But which is weirder? Is it weirder to know that people have in a monologue if you have nothing? But like you've just said, is it? Is it? It's not something that you think about because you just automatically right. do it. It is. Just, if you're, you just develop that way where you have it, which I think the majority of us do. Yeah, and because when, you, when you're younger, you read out loud, don't you? You don't read, and then you learn to read in your head. The thing that makes me curious, though, is just say you watch a film. So I think the example, when I was reading up about it, that it came from was from You. Have you seen the Netflix show You? No. So the main character in it, um, the main dialogue is his inner monologue. Right, okay. So a lot of it is him kind of walking through... I'm with you. ...what he's thinking regarding a woman, regarding a situation. And if you didn't know that was in a monologue, the fuck did you think that was? So she's watched that film and gone, what's this all about? Like, like do you he... just think he's narrating yeah. directly to the person constantly? Or do you realise that's in a, in a monologue? Because it, the amount of shows and films there's been which have... Thought processes. through All the way through it. Yeah, even not, not just, the opening not scenes. Not just narration. Yeah. Because you have just general narration. You're the audience. This is Inglorious Bastards, Morgan Freeman does narration. So you, as an audience member, know what's happening in the film. But if this is the direct character, just his inner monologue, vocalizer, you know what he's thinking. What did you think that was if you didn't know that existed? And also, uh, is she struggling because she doesn't seem phased by it. She didn't. Like, she was just like... The guy was mind-blowing. Like, yeah. And she was just like... One of the, I think one of the questions were... Um, 
do you struggle to sleep? Like, do you struggle to get to sleep? Because that's when yeah. everybody's in a monologue comes alive, doesn't it? Right, I'm going to sleep now. Yeah. Okay, so then your brain goes, no, you're not. Here's a thousand things. You what happened in 1995 <laughs> on that Saturday? You know what happened. And then that's it. Bang, off yeah. you go. She said she suffers with it worse because she sees visually, visually images yeah. in her head. So she said she's even more stimulated because she's got moving images. But do you not have voice. that as well, visually? Like, if you're reading, do you not picture a character? Know. Do you not picture background? Possibly, picture? yeah. Like, if, if you were to read, again, by description, so we're describing ourselves yeah. to listeners who can't see the video of this, they're going to have an image... Of what we look like. Right. Yeah, but so what? so if she was listening to this, would she visualise us as a person... That's my question. <laughs> because it, it just blows your mind. But also, this is my other thing. So, for example, you know what um, Brad Pitt sounds like. Yes. So if I played you Brad Pitt's voice... You would know you what would it looks like, yeah. But you would also be able to listen, like, in your own head, imagine what his voice sounds like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, even right now, you can speak to yourself as Brad Pitt. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So if you can do that, that's in a monologue. Yes, she can't do that. She can't do that at all? No. Doesn't possess the ability? No. She cannot talk to herself at all. That's weird. Like, she, like they said to her, if you, so if you go on a date, yeah. I might be on a date with you now, and I'd be like, fucking, what's he got that makeup on for? How's it going? But in my head. Right, okay. I would say that in my head, right? And I'd be like, why is he fucking, why has he got his lip pierced like that? But she can't do that. So what does she do? She said she has a checklist. Wait, <laughs> what? And... It would be like, I assume... Am I attracted to him? Yeah. Good shirt, tick. Right. Bad shirt, tick. Right, okay. So she visualises a, a list and visually ticks it off. I, I imagine in my head it's like cartoons. So she's got like a cartoon situation going on in her head and things are moving around and ticking things. And like minions, like they're all running around... Moving fucking hate when you. I don't really. I don't. Just I, FYI. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. But again, it's difficult to like have a uh, understanding of something that you don't have an understanding no, of, of, especially to that point, because it's difficult to already understand thought as it is. The process of it, the way, like you said, when you go to bed and something from 1995 comes up, and it makes no sense at all. No. So to try and understand somebody else's understanding of something, even, yeah, it's, true. When it doesn't mirror something you have yourself, makes even less sense. It just it, just, it blew my mind. But it's strange that it's a thing, and it's a, it's more strange that it's taken to this point to even know about it. I literally had no idea it even existed, I I, and I think this is the I think this is what's blowing people's minds more than the actual thing is that, no one that, it, that it exists yeah like it's not even oh yeah well she can't hear in her own head fair enough and you're like what that's that's real like that that's an actual thing and the thing that does make you question as well your own yeah of course function of it like yeah. are, are, are you doing things that i'm not doing like, right. can you think like, things I, that i've I always had that thing where i'm sure everyone at one point has thought what if the way i see green is the way you see blue do you there was a guy we used to go to school with uh, we won't name him, <laughs> but he was colorblind, and this was the, my first experience. I think I remember the guy. Yeah, this was my first experience with people being colorblind. I knew about it. I'd never, I didn't know anybody. Right. <clears throat> We'd be walking down the street. <coughs> Excuse me. 
And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'd be like, fucking hell, look at that pink car. And we'd all turn around and go, what? Did he know he was colorblind? I, to begin with, I don't think so. Because he kept doing it. <laughs> right? So we would go, look at that fucking pink car. Then we'd all be like, what are you on about? Oh, no. And then, and then he literally would go, no, no, no. I'm just winding you up. Don't matter. Don't matter. And then as the years went on, I think he realized that it wasn't pink. Right. It's just what he perceived to be pink. But wouldn't that have been picked up on like a really early age? Like if someone was, for example, when you're uh, infant school or whatever, and I mean, you're painting a picture and someone's yeah. like, paint the elephant <coughs> grey. And he did and you green paint one. pink. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't people be like, hang on. But like, I suppose, but... There's, oh, there's always ways to mask it, isn't there? You know there what I mean? Is. There's always ways to But it to is, there is that whole thing stuff. of like, if, if I see blue as blue, my blue, and you see blue as my green, and we've always called it the same colour. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think he either didn't believe or didn't want to believe that he was different. So he just played it down and just went, well, pink's pink's pink. I can, I'm just winding you up. But then I think as he went on, he like towards, as we came to leave school. Yeah. He would then just openly admit it. Oh yeah, fucking done it again, and I'm kind of blind. And that all, would only blah, really blah, blah, be a problem. Actually, no, that could be a problem. If you were like, I'll be wearing a pink shirt with me on a date, or an electrician, or an electrician, then it'd be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. That's the worst no, thing in the world. Again, though, if you are consistent with the way you see colours, so every brown was yellow to you. I think. I think without knowing an expert in colour blindness, I think it's only certain colours. I think it's only certain colours. Yeah. To my understanding, I think brown and green, I think it is more earthier tones. But... I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But same thing, like if you've... Same as that girl, if you've no idea that it's not normal... Yeah. Until someone points it out, she obviously knew. She knew. Do you know there's a thing? But we didn't know... That people were like that. Yeah, exactly. There's a thing that... I'm just getting off senses now. We've done sight... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that I'm gonna, again? I'm going to be wrong here. Probably when you touch things, you never actually make contact. There's always particles between the two. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's a real thing. Apparently, that I read on the internet. Well, of once. course there is. Yeah, but so you, but you can never make direct, immediate contact upon contact on something well, because, because there's like the germs and shit in the way. But <laughs> there's like you particles in the way. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Let's talk about that shit. Let's talk about that shit. Do you like that segue? That was good. That, that was, was good. It? I'm almost a professional presenter. Almost. Um, so, yeah. So, I think up to date... 300 cases? No, more than that now. Producer Rob... No, Mo- like, well, okay, not 300 cases. 300 deaths. I think... No, more than that. There's Fo- three... No, there's not. No. I don't there's three in England now. Supposedly, in the 300 UK. people have just been stopped on a cruise ship in Japan I read about this and there's English people on that yeah, now so this, they're yeah. worried about that coming over yeah. I think there's over 600 reported deaths because it started in Wuhan in China yes and they gated it off about two weeks ago yes I believe yes so no one can come in or out which of which then also delayed medical supplies which made it worse but they built a hospital there they built a hospital in eight days Apparently so. From scratch. Yes, which is an incredible video. If you look at potholes in this country, yeah. they can build hospitals. <laughs> never, like, literally, that is like just shows what can be done. It really does. Yeah. But there's what, 1.34 billion people in China? Yep. <laughs> Something like that. One, one and a half billion. Yep. 300 cases. It's more than that. I mean, even so. There's 638 as of last night. Cases deaths. or deaths? Of 
Yeah. Death. There's two. There's twenty thousand cases of infection. Twenty thousand. Thirty odd thousand. Thirty odd thousand infected. infected Six hundred dead. And there's seven and a half billion of us, and one point three billion in China. In China. Yeah. Statistically, not that bad. If you put it that way, no. I think the biggest concern about it is there's no cure for it, is that? But also, there's been no cure for the common cold right. forever. Yeah, and not only that, have you seen that like, generally, the way they advise you to stay clean from it is to wash your hands. Don't breathe on people. Don't breathe on people. Like, it's just That's general, it. yeah. the same shit the you same, should the do The same as they say to anyway. pensioners every year, yeah. don't get the flu by yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this, and this. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's terrifying because people are expecting a zombie apocalypse. I think I am. I think that's. I'm always ready for it. Have you got a plan? No, <laughs> I do. So no, okay, I have a plan, but the problem is I've done nothing to. My plan is a sword. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a sword? No. I mean, there's your this first is my, fail. Right. So if literally a zombie knocked on your door tonight, I'd be fucked. Your I've plan goes out the window. I've got an axe in my car. <laughs> Saying that, my. I think my plan involves machine guns, so that's kind of screwed as well. That's kind of screwed as well. We are by army barracks, not too far. Yeah, I don't think they're army barracks anymore. They're not. I don't think. I mean, they're fenced off, so that's a bonus. But also, how are you going to get guns? No, I know. From the people who currently have the guns. That's the the biggest issue is you watch all these zombie films, series, everything. They all shoot zombies. Yeah. That's why they're all set in America. This is why I'm thinking sword. Yeah, well, no, 28 again. Days Later is in this country, but it's got the army in it, so it's got guns in it. But, so is no, Shaun of the Dead, look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Records. <laughs> I love that golf, scene. Golf Going clubs. through the vinyl. Yeah. Exactly. But that's what I'm thinking, sword. It doesn't need to reload. It's not going to make any noise. It's heavy yeah, duty. Sword. Stabbing, you. stabbing someone's a different... I'm not different. stabbing, just decapitate the fuck out of yeah, all of them. Go full Highlander on them. It's a different situation, isn't it? What's your weapon of choice? I'd probably say like a big stick, like a baseball bat. You, I, you were about to say a big stick, weren't you? I was going to say a big stick. And then, and then I thought that's probably not that practical because it might snap. And also, I haven't got that many big sticks. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that many big sticks. But I've got a baseball bat. I've got a baseball bat. And I reckon, I reckon I'd be pretty handy with a baseball bat because it's not too heavy. It's not too... But you've still got to get in quite close. But I'm 6'4", so... But what you're doing with that is long reach. But you're just bashing them a sword, telling you... All this is telling me is that should this happen... You're not my guy to go to. No, because I've got survival skills and I've got a pl- once if I might have the weapons, but I've got a plan. What's your plan? I can't tell you because then everyone will go. What's your plan? But it's to go to a place because Is it the castle? No. Okay. No. What's gonna become we have a castle? What's gonna become currency if there's a zombie apocalypse? Water. And petrol. Correct. What do we live near? A lake. A fucking great big oil refinery. Yeah, that's true. Which is basically enough petrol for the country forever. Not forever. Not forever. But enough. And it's all fenced off. It's all nice and high. It's all in the middle of fields. Don't go there, by the <laughs> way. It's a really bad idea. Well, to no go one there. knows where we live, so you're fine. I mean, I'm sure it can't be out. that many oil refineries in the UK. That is true. Will it but, be what? Will it still be in use? What? Fuel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the old... Uh... Well, it depends when it's happening, because if it's in 2035? Okay, I can be... already see, just by saying that, the emotion drained from you. This is a big issue for you. If we're talking a... about if... um, electric cars. Yes. If there's a zombie apocalypse now, we're fine. Because there's V8s in the world still. <laughs> and 
different cars and everything. I really, I really don't like this subject. I can see this is upsetting you already. But it was announced this week, wasn't it, that by originally by 2040, it was which was yeah. ridiculous in the first place, yeah. we, there will no, it will be illegal. Mm. Their exact words were, it will be illegal to buy any petrol or diesel or hybrid vehicles, which includes vans, cars. It doesn't include motorbikes. When which you is a bit strange. Buy is this um, from manufacturers? Or from is this new. From so new. you won't be able to buy. So they new... won't manufacture. No, no. There will no longer be new petrol, diesel, or hybrid vehicles produced. Okay. In fifteen years. Fifteen. When years. you say twenty thirty five, it sounds miles away. Miles away. Yeah, yeah. You say fifteen years. That's insane. Well, if you think two thousand five was fifteen years ago. It, ju- it just... And 15 years to me still sounds like 1993. Like, I haven't fully caught up with how much time has gone. But yeah, to say we've got 15 years to eradicate and replace... It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. It literally makes no sense. It's like... Jer- did, you- did you hear Jeremy Clarkson's answer? I didn't. He tweeted, well, in 2034, I shall buy eight new cars. <laughs> that, was, that was Jeremy Clarkson's answer. And... Who else do you think is now... Do, you, do they seriously not think that, A, that's going to have a massive effect on the current market? The economy. Because and yeah. if you're looking at buying a new car now, you might automatically think twice. Yeah. Because if you've had your, your new car for two, three years, then 15 years is 782 weeks. Jesus Christ. If you think you've got a new car, say it's two years old, yeah. right, and you know that in 15 years' time, you're not going to be able to buy a new car. You might have a new car every three years. My dad buys a new car every three years. Right, okay. So he might now, in three years' time, think, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait, save my money, so in 2034, I can buy the best possible car that I could ever buy, because Um, that's my last one. Because that's the end of it. That is fair. But at the same time, environmentally, do we not need to do something? I'm playing devil's advocate here. So do we what would you suggest? It depends who you listen to because you've got people like David Bellamy, the guy you know, the yeah, ecologist yeah. guy that died recently. Oh he dead? He just died. He basically his career ended because he said climate change isn't real. Right. You're all worrying about something that we can't change. He was kind of the guy that's involved in it all. But then on the other hand, you've got David Attenborough that's saying we need to do something. Yeah. We have only been in this planet for a very short amount of time. Yeah, I think there's a thing which is, if you put it into an hour, we came two minutes ago. Exactly. So it's like, I don't see, I mean, again, I don't know scientifically how much of an effect the human race has had on the planet. It has to have had some effect. But if you put it into terms of scale the people on the planet as a whole compared to the size of the planet is very small but at the same time we've doubled our species in something like 45 years I mean we've had an effect plastic the environment and the that, global but, warming all that sort of stuff it must have had an effect but considering that so considering we've doubled our species so I think in, when my dad was born in 1955 there were three and a half billion people on the planet right and now we're getting closer to eight. Oh yeah it's it's getting worse 100%. and you have to even in where we live there's only can, so much room but you can see even where we live the amount of cars on the road now compared to 10 yeah. years ago there's yeah. significantly more yeah. 
So something has to be done. Something has to be done, but... <laughs> I agree the time frame they've put I, on it is ridiculous. I, I, I personally think that motorists have always been an easy target. Always. Yeah. For tax, for, for you know, anything. They've always been speeding, fuel tax, car yeah. insurance, road congestion tax, charge. congestion charge. Yeah. They've always hit the motorists because everybody has to drive. Yeah. End of story. So they've gone, well, okay, so the biggest... The biggest cause of this carbon dioxide and the, the emissions is aeroplanes. Yeah. That's it. By far. Yeah. They've also put the same restrictions on aeroplanes, yet there is no alternative for an electric aeroplane. Yeah, at all. Nothing. All they've said is, oh, we'll try and make more efficient engines. But they do that anyway to try and save fuel. Yeah. To save money. Not for the environment, just so the flights cost them less. So they can still get more profit. They don't do it for the environment. So what's the viable solution? But I don't know. I don't. I genuinely. I'm not saying you should know, but like, no. But I don't think there is one. You don't. I, well, I, I, I don't. I don't see how stopping us from buying new cars. They're not going to change the second-hand market. I know at the minute as well. There's a problem with the batteries and the, the using exactly. Electric cars. Yeah. They're already, like the current batteries that are being used are no good for the. No, the planet they're anyway. actually just as bad, if not worse, yeah, the, with the process. But there is a option which isn't as bad. I can't remember which one it there's is. There's a newer version of the battery, supposedly. Yeah, I think one of them's a hydrogen. There's a hydrogen car that runs on water that apparently there's a big conspiracy, if you if you believe the internet, that the government have stopping it because you can't tax water. If you believe the shit. internet. <laughs> if you believe the internet. Um, but there's a supposedly a solid state. So you know you've got a solid state driving you. Yeah. Your computer, so it boots up quicker. Yeah. There's apparently a solid state battery. Battery? Battery? Battery. 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 That's just, yeah. I say battery. Which apparently... What do you say? I, don't, I say both, I think. <laughs> How do you say both? Battery. Battery. What are you going with? Just pick one. It's bothering battery. me. Okay, cool. So there's supposedly a solid state battery that is can last like 240 times... Or might be more miles or something like that than the than the current version. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest issue, and this is was brought up, I seen on on um, Facebook the other day. It's like, do you remember a while ago on the M6 when there was a massive accident a few years ago, and people was on the motorway for nine hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're in an electric car. Yeah. It's safe. It's in the middle of the night, for instance, and it gets cold. So what do you do? You start your car, you put your heaters on, you stay warm. Yes, you can run out of petrol, right? You can run out of battery in an electric car. If you run out of petrol on the motorway, somebody comes along, pours a jerry can in your car, five minutes later, you're off down the road. Yeah. If that happens, and every single car on that motorway is electric, yeah. and you're on the motorway for nine hours, yeah. and you're cold, and you've got kids or your wife or whatever in the car, what do you do? Yeah. How do you move two, three, four thousand cars on the motorway at once that have all got flat batteries? You'll, you can't push them. You'll find them. out in about 20 years. Exactly. You can't push them yeah. because of the motors. Yeah. You can't tow them because of the motors. You have to charge them. Yeah. You have to. And even then, I know there's an issue with the charge times. You can have the quick charge, which gives you like 80% in X amount of time, but it's not a full charge. But even then, it's not like at 30 seconds of... No. You also can't charge an electric car off a battery. So if you just have a battery and you connect a, a, like an inverter yeah. 
to it. You know, you get the the, the inverters. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you plug the inverter to a battery that gives you twelve volts. You plug your charger into the inverter. Plug that into the car. The car knows that it's not earthed and won't charge. Right. Okay. So you can't charge off a off a battery pack. Right. It has to be an earthed, a grounded power, yeah, power, power source. Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a charge plug, station. Or, yeah, or, or a plug, yeah. or yeah. even the plug in your house, it's earthed to the floor. Yeah. Whereas a battery isn't. So your car won't charge. So it has to be a solid structure. Is this was this a a, a UK thing or is this a, a European thing? I think it's a UK commitment. Okay. I think it's them committing. I think the only downside as well, being that we are we drive on the other side of the road, it's not like you can just go to France, buy a car, drive it over, and get around it that way. It's just... It's, the other thing is there'll still be petrol stations because everyone is still... Oh, you has, mean a petrol car? Yeah, Buy yeah, a petrol yeah. car over there, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. I suppose you could. You can still register left-hand drive cars and whatever, but I just think it, it for, in 15 years' time... That's the biggest issue with it. It's not even the want to do it. It's wait until the technology's there. Exactly. I get I get the sentiment behind it. I understand it. Something needs to be done. They're saying, even they've even bought it forward another five years, and they're still saying it, because it's all about that temperature change, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the one and a half to yeah. two degree temperature change, which is going to melt the ice caps and all this. But... That was the most blase way. You we're, know all I mean. we're all going to die. We're all going to... Cornwall will get a bit smaller, whatever. It's not zombies, it'll be um, else. But I think... You said Cornwall will get a bit Cornwall smaller. will get a bit smaller. It's down the bottom, yeah. and it'll get a bit smaller. But we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Percent geographically, are, we are yeah. the the furthest point from any place in the we UK are. from We're the coast. In the middle, exactly. In the middle, middle. I just don't get how in fifteen years they are going to build enough infrastructure, yeah, to charge. See that just, side of it, it just no, no, makes no, no sense. That side of it, I don't think is the issue. I think there will be because the problem is what they'll do is they'll contract them out where you can make so many. And they will, they'll just put them everywhere. You'll yeah, find but, for, charging stations fucking everywhere. Yeah, but, but they're all about putting them in lampposts, aren't they? Yeah. So you'll open, oh, the what? The world population nine by 2037. Right, so by that time, so two years after that, will be 9 billion. Find out how many cars are in the UK, please, as of now. 9 billion by 2037. That's, That's fucking insane. Like, seriously, stop fucking. Like, all of you. <laughs> stop fucking what was that was it China had the one child policy yeah it, but it makes sense they don't, they don't have that anymore oh is that gone that's gone fucking hell I just don't get like, would, they're, they're on about putting charging points 32.5 million and there's 65 million people in the UK so so basically there's one car for every for two, two people for two people so yeah. 50% of yeah. the UK has a, a car, car. And obviously, you're not accounting for children who can't drive in that as well. No, true, but but you, but there's 32 billion million million cars. There's 32 and million I think cars. It's, is it 65 million people? Yeah. In the UK, yeah, 65 million. So there's million. 32 million cars on the road that every night, yep. at the same time, yep. will need charging yep. from the national grid. Well, again, so you're looking 35 years, sorry, 15 years time. Yeah, we're fucked. I was gonna, say, I was just, gonna, I was gonna try and find a kind of like the technology will be better, the batteries will be better. But they pick up surges in power. You know, like when the X Factor finals on or some big sporting event or whatever, yeah. and everybody at half time yeah. of the England final or whatever presses the kettle on, and there's a big surge in power because everyone boils the kettle yeah. at exactly the same time. What's it gonna be like when 32 million people? But more by then as well. So you're looking at about 50 million. All plug their car in at the same time. 
15,000 births each hour. 6,316 oh, people die each hour. So, f- so there's 9,000 swing. So there's 9,000 people more on the planet every hour. Oh my God. Which is fucking insane. I honestly believe that is the biggest issue. Population. As a species 100%. That we have. Is species. We're going to outgrow the planet. We will. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even too many of us. It's just the resources we have. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And then, and then they're using, they're saying we're going to run out of oil. We've got to stop drilling for oil. Yeah. It's bad for the planet. It's bad for the environment. All the emissions that the oil creates. Everything else. But... This really upsets you. But it... But it, it, it I don't... I love... I love technology. I love the thought of an electric car. I would have a Tesla. Okay. It wouldn't be my only car. Yeah. But I would have a Tesla. Every time I see somebody driving down the motorway in a Tesla, I look at him and go, prick, he's driving for free. <laughs> yeah. It's costing me. I'm watching my mileage going down. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. And all he does, he gets to the service station, plugs his car in, goes for a piss, comes back and carries on. That's it. I think I'm jealous of that guy. So is it the practicality of it and not any passion I, I just, for... It's yeah, not, is, there's no love towards the I, motor industry as it is. No, I, I'm, I'm annoyed that they're stopping point blank yeah. you buying anything other than an electric car. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with that. I agree with the reasons. Yeah. But I don't I think it's a knee jerk reaction too late. Like they should have made this choice. This should have been coming for a while. Fifteen years yeah. isn't a long no, time. It really isn't. It's it not really, especially for an industry of that size. And that's what I'm saying. Like all of a sudden in fifteen years time Unless all of these manufacturers solely make electric cars, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of people out of a job. Yeah. And not only, well, you say that, but surely there'll be more industry within making It will cars. create industry to an extent. So if you're working for Jagland Rover and they just start purely making electric cars, you're still making cars. You're just building a different type of car. But... but- so I don't think that it might happen. I don't think that's the greater issue of it. I think the biggest problem is going to be if we're in solely a country doing it. If other European countries aren't doing it, America aren't doing it, China aren't doing it, that's where we either fall behind. I think it's more of a. I think they're just trying to. They want to become a carbon neutral country. Don't Which they? I get. Well, we should, as a species, be aiming towards that anyway, because it's not so much. Our generation is going to be affected. It is future generations that we're kind of fucking the planet. What over fucks for. me over as well is I when I, I used to work for Sky, yeah, fitting Sky TV. That was in 2010. Before that, probably, Sky became a carbon neutral company ten years ago, over ten years ago, and they had two thousand engineers driving yeah, around is, in vans yeah. all day. But they became a carbon neutral comp as a, a massive multi billion pound yeah, yeah. Com- company. They became carbon neutral. They bought in procedures to lower their carbon emissions to offset. They planted more trees. They done different things. They put trackers on the vans. Do you know what I mean? They 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 took steps t- over ten years ago. Yeah. So why now, as a whole country, as the government decided in fifteen years that's your lot? Yeah, but. They haven't put, but with no, it just doesn't make sense because the, the, you're still going to have 30 odd million cars on the road yeah. that are only getting older yeah, and only getting more, worse for the environment. That is, I mean, that's the thing. If you look at like the congestion charges and stuff like that now, and they have the whole green zone. So if you have like a lower emission that's car, yeah. 
Um, and those cars, like you said, are going to get older. And there are people who aren't going to go out and buy new cars all the time anyway. And all that it's going to do is either push the value up of petrol cars. So what might be a two grand focus now might become a five grand focus. Because it's a petrol car. It's right. not electric. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to... It just they, They've done the whole scrappage scheme to get rid of unhealthy, bad for the environment cars. Yeah. Here's two grand for your car, regardless, to buy a new car. We're pushing diesel. Diesel's the best for the environment. Then they realised that diesel wasn't. Yeah. So they'd forced everybody to buy diesel cars. All the vans, the trucks, everything all went diesel. This wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, yeah. And then they went, oh shit, diesel's not great. Just buy petrol now. So then everyone went to petrol, and now they're going, shit, that's not great either. Um, Batteries. Put batteries in the petrol cars. We've got hybrid cars. They're yeah, great. Yeah. So everyone went and bought hybrid cars. And now they're going, oh, no, they're shit now as well. We've just got to use battery cars because they don't put out any emissions. But you're digging half the fucking ground up <laughs> to make the batteries. Yeah. That it just, it just, it does, it's not a viable solution it's to not, me. It's the, not a it fix. It is a practical, and especially for the it's time frame. It's just shifting the problem. Yeah, the time frame they're giving it, that's the biggest issue. The fact that they've given it 15 years to change what is... One of the biggest industries. Massive. But not, but not, it's not just industry, it's infrastructure. Yeah. It's, it's changing your life. Yeah, no, it is. People's lives. And it is. And the things I hadn't thought about that whole, if you're stuck in traffic and your battery dies. I don't think they have either. <laughs> I genuinely don't. Like, it just, how are you all of a sudden going to charge 4,000 cars yeah. that have all died on the motorway in a traffic jam? It just, it just makes no sense. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me. I just don't understand it. I just think it's a, a stupid knee-jerk reaction to please a small minority of people that want to save the planet but can't be asked to think of a solution to do it That themselves. is the problem. I think we live in an age as well where, especially social media, which I'm a fan of social media, I am. I prefer social media when it was social networking. And I do think they're two very different things. I think how it started and how it's evolved have become very different things. But the problem is now people are liking to share away from I've done my part. Exactly. And that's it. Yep. And we live in a culture of... Do you remember when the Coney thing happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and for about three days, everyone was the most activist person in the we're fucking gonna world. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Because they we're watched a very parties. well made yep. video. Yep. And then the guy freaked out, masturbated in the street in LA. That's what happened. The guy... Jerked off in the street and he got discredited. It was invi- Invisible Children. Who's this? The guy that made the video? The guy that made the video. The guy who's in the video with his child. So in the video, I mean, this is 2008, I think. I, I might be wrong on the date, but he, in the video they made, which was a really well-presented video, he's talking to his kid about what's happening to children in Africa. But Coney and the kid's asking the questions and it got everyone. And everyone was like, fuck it, right. We're, we're getting rid of this guy. And then I think the amount of media pressure he got from it, just he freaked out, got caught jerking off on the corner in LA somewhere. That got reported, discredited him. And because of that, discredited the company. And just people forgot. In a week, people just didn't give a fuck. And Coney's still out there well, I don't think around. he is now. I think he was. For, Did he get caught eventually? I think for a decade he was. Again, I'm, I'm not that up to date on my Coney information. But um, that was one of those things where people felt like they were taking part in something yep. and contributing. And as soon as it was discredited, because like, the thing is, the cause wasn't, it was only the guy. The issues that he was talking about were so prevalent. They're still there now. They're still right. there before. Just because one dude jerked off in the street. That was it. They were like, well, fuck it then. 
I think that's a problem that people will be involved in something because it makes them look or makes them feel like they contribute to something. That's what it feels it's like. It's thoughts and this... prayers. It's the thoughts and prayers for everything. Every time something yeah. happens, yeah. it's thoughts and prayers. Yeah, oh, you're homeless. Here's a fiver. Let me film it while I'm doing it. The thing is, I do have a thing with this because uh, that does happen a lot. But if that's genuinely a homeless person, whether you filmed it or not, they got a fiver, they might not go otherwise. Oh, yeah, okay. I that's my only viewpoint on it, on that. which is don't I don't see why people have to tell everybody. I I understand it. I agree. It helps other people do it, but just tell your mates. I agree. You don't need to put it on Facebook. I agree, and I haven't, and I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like if if me and you were sat now, oh, I met a homeless guy the other day. Yeah, I bought him a pasty from Greg's. Right. Oh yeah, sound. But if we I made film it, it, put it on if Facebook. If our next video was us doing that to homeless people, then it is more. It's not a self attack. It's more to promote. Look how fucking great we exactly, are. Exactly. That's what I don't agree with. But ultimately. Someone might have got fed because of it. True. And, and is, someone else might have done it as well. So there's a double-edged sword there. So but. that's why I think, ultimately, that outweighs people's ego or whatever the fuck it is. Their need for, look how great a human I am. I gave someone a hamburger and then carried on my day. Mm. But I, I still think that the thoughts and prayers thing and the liking and the sharing and that whole culture that's come about, it's... It's good for awareness, but it's bad for actually affecting anything. It is literally going to be, in 10 years' time, it's literally going to be a sea of, I bought my Tesla five years early because I'm a badass and I yeah. uh, love the environment. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's going to be. And it's literally going to be who can get their car the quickest because I care the most. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to order my Tesla that tomorrow. That will be the thing as well. But there is. It just. I just don't. I just think it's. It just makes no sense. But it, I mean, the things. I, I think in the same way you said. Because I wasn't sure if your opinion of it would be shaped by your love of cars. It is, and that's a whole different side to it. Like that's that's the actual practicality I like cars. of it. Yeah, you love cars. I do, and my last ten years of my life has been cars. all car based. Yeah, and my job, my hobbies, my friends, my family, everything has all been. So around what part cars, of motorsport do you feel won't be there anymore if you go purely electric? Motorsport's going to just be gone for a start yeah. straight away because it, they, World Rallycross tried to implement electric-only Rallycross cars. Bearing in mind, Rallycross cars are the rawest, most insane car, race car. Yeah that you can realistically, like bar F1 cars, whatever technology-wise, but they're the rawest form of cars that you can have. 600 horsepower, all noise, yeah. flames, jumps, everything. And they've said, now what we need to do here is uh, make them all electric. So so when you've got 10 cars on the start line and they're all anti-lag popping, banging, bang, 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 and you can feel it in your chest, what we're going to do is take all that away and we're just going to have a whine. But most of them will probably have a siren. <laughs> Because apparently electric cars also have to make a noise. So we've made them all silent, but they have to have a noise for pedestrians. So pedestrians, Wait, is that a thing? Pedestrians, yeah. So if you go to the States and you've got all these Google cars that are driving themselves around and all that shit, they all have a siren. So, so you know they're coming. So, you're just, so it's just going to be a noise of sirens constantly. But your motorsport, all that's going to go. So when you go to a racetrack and you smell the oil, you smell the petrol, yeah. you smell, all that's going to finish. Have you seen, um, just quickly, the movie The Dilemma with Vince no. Vaughn and Kevin James? There's a thing in that, just made me think of it, where they're making electric cars, but they're doing 
they make them so they still sound and feel right. like petrol cars. So they're, they're basing it on like 65 Mustangs and like 66 Camaros and stuff like that. But it still feels and sounds like a petrol car. Right. But it's not. Just something to think about. Okay. If they could do that. Well, the new Ranger Raptor pipes in engine music, engine noise through the speakers. Oh, in the does car. it? Yeah. That isn't the same though because it's not feeling it. I think that's the no. biggest thing is the feel it's of it. Just, it's just... Motorsports, motorsports already take it. That's another subject for because we're running out of time. But motorsport is already taking a massive hit in yeah. the UK just because noise complaints, this, that, and the other environment. And I think electricity is just going to wipe it off the face of the earth. I really do. It's it's going to be. It's still going to be there, but it's literally going to change everything for good. And that's going to be it. Like it, uh, Formula E is already massive. Yeah. It's great because it opens it up to different places that it wouldn't necessarily, like city centres, you know what I mean? London was going to have a track and all that sort of stuff because it's electric, so people yeah. can't complain about the noise. But I just think in terms of motorsport, that's going to finish it. And I also think, like you mentioned earlier, about the second-hand market, if you've got an expensive car now, say a classic car, yeah, a big yeah. V8 or whatever, V12, Lamborghinis, all that sort of stuff, they're going to double in yeah, price. Yeah. Like, like because that. you imagine all of a sudden the whole of the UK goes all electric and your mate's got a V12 Lamborghini. Yeah. He's going to be God. Yeah. Because that's going to be literally the last of the big and engines. And it will be, the thing is, especially the last ones made. Yeah. They're going to be like, almost like collector pieces. They're already, I've got to yeah, have. They're already phasing out V12s because yeah. of the environment. So they're already saying oh, that's already bad and then oh by the way that's completely bad let's get rid of them gone now all of a sudden you've got one and pff, good luck what's your dream car pick one only one quickly now yeah oh god I don't know that's a random question you've just thrown at me what's yours 67 Camaro okay classic that or a 68 Charger I love American muscle cars so they'd be my two 67 Camaro or 68 Charger I think it'd have to be a Lamborghini really I think so yeah something, something would you stupid. fit in a Lamborghini I'd, I'd fit in an Aventador but that's about it right okay I've never driven one I have driven one actually I've done one of them track days oh right okay um, how was it I don't think the car was the best if I'm honest okay. it was pretty violent as an experience but in a bad way because I've never done one I've always wanted to do one yeah, no, it was all right, but you, you don't... Well, that's to do when we'll film it. You don't experience them properly. You do you do um, a third of the track, yeah. and then you slow down, wave at the photographer, and then you put your foot down. But they've got like... Yeah, anyway, it is what it is. Um, but no, I think the best car... I, the best car I've ever driven, I didn't drive it. Right. I went to the Nürburgring this year, and we got a ring taxi. So it was a... Uh, BMW M3 that they it was a, f- a four seater but they converted it into a race car so it was full roll cage four bucket seats with a proper driver and right. I was sat in the back over the rear axle incredible the single best experience of my life as a passenger in a car ever right okay I could f- it was that well set up shout out to Apex by the way because it was their car it was that well set up I could Feel the movement of the tire walls underneath really? me. It was incredible. Right, okay. When you was going around a corner, at any minute you thought you was immediate death. <laughs> but, Which is what you want. But it never ever stepped out. Yeah. But you could feel 
it moving underneath you on the tyre walls. It was that precise and that amazing. And I will never, I would never, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. You definitely would never experience that on the road. Yeah. But it was also my first time around the Nürburgring, which I've been to now three times and still never driven around it myself. I've been there three times. How have you still not driven around it? First two times I was racing there, but not, uh, we was in the car park in the F1 pits. They set up a track next to the Nürburgring. Um, another time I went on a road trip and we drove past and stopped in and watched. And then the third time I went, I actually went on, but it was in a taxi, but I never actually went. I've never actually, I still haven't driven myself around the Nürburgring. Well, that's one to add to the list then. I want to take my Monday around the Nürburgring. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to take my ex-taxi, 325,000 mile Monday to Germany around the Nürburgring and drive it over again and hopefully not leave half of it in Germany. That's what I want for that car. Where's the best road you've driven? Best road I've driven? Um, that's a tough question. There's, when we went to Monaco, we drove, we, we stayed in a place called Ease, or Ease, it was Ease AD. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. right. Okay, I don't know. But it's up in the mountains, and we drove, like you did, we went around the track um, yeah. on the road trip. It was a different road trip. We didn't walk around it. We didn't walk around it. We drove around it uh, the right way. Uh, it was two weeks after the F1 tra- after uh, Mine F1 was a race. week before the F1 before, race. Before, so all yeah, the yeah. stuff was up, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah we was there, and uh, we drove back to the hotel. There was three cars, pitch black, middle of the night, and we just went for it. We was just chasing each other around these lanes in the hills of Monaco. Incredible. And Stelvio Pass. Okay. The Stelvio Pass is phenomenal. I actually crashed into an ice wall, <laughs> drifting the Stelvio Pass. I got too wide on one of the... Because it's all switchbacks in it, and I yeah. actually hit the back end. on a, I actually had a dent in my car from an ice wall from the Stelvio Pass. I fixed the whole car, but left that dent in because I wanted that dent. Yeah, I yeah. wanted people to say, where you had well, that dent yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I could tell them the story. i a story for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I left that there. What about you? What's your favourite car? Uh, that I've driven. Either. Favourite car, like I said. Yeah, the Camaro. Camaro. Yeah. Um... Favourite car I've driven. I haven't driven, like, my fucking my Capri, which was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would Agreed. be... Yeah. It was a beautiful piece of shit, yeah. but it was a piece of shit. Um, best road I've driven was in Romania. Yes. The word uh, that you can't say. The trans... Uh, trans Fagaran Highway. That one. Yeah. So did that I would probably just butchered that as well. Yeah, better than my attempt would have been. Yeah. I could say, I learned to say... I when think I was it's Trans Fagaran it I might think, be that. It sounds I think more it's like trans it. for Garrigan. Yeah, something like that. But in Romanian. But that road. And I went purely because of Top Gear. When they went, yes. they were like, it's the best road in the world. I was like... Same as why we went Stelvio. Yeah, Exactly yeah. the same reason, because it was on Top Gear. Yeah, yeah, I was like, let's find out. Yeah. And fuck me, that road. I need to do that road. Like, genuinely. I need it to... Was... In a good car, we need to do that road. Yeah. BMW, Audi, if you're there. <laughs> yeah. We'll film it. Yeah, Anyone, yeah. really. It doesn't have to be specifically there. It really hasn't. Vauxhall, <laughs> Ford Transit. What's that say? Transfigurison. It's close. Sounds. They've got accents on it. Yeah, it's which I'm not sure how it's involved in it or something. But there might be from getting another beer. F- but, trans- um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's something like that. But no, I'd like. Um, yeah, that road. I do want to do that road. And Romania as well. It's fucking beautiful. But as a country, did you do um, PCH Pacific Coast Highway in the states? Route one. Yeah. LA to San Fran. The, the 101. No, the 101 is the freeway. 
Sorry, you've got the Route. I think it's the I five, which just, is the motorway. That's the one further in. Then you've in. got the one hundred and one, which is just a bit further in. Then, then you've got, got actual Route one, the which Big Sur is, one. Big Sur, yeah, yeah the yeah, single yeah. track yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. Although that is phenomenal that, road. Yeah. Did you go down it or up it? Down it. So you had the sun in your face. Yeah, yeah. That's the other way is better. Okay, I'll go back. When the sun's behind you, because you can't see half of it. See that and Iceland as well. Driving around, there's one road in Iceland called Road One. Which right. just goes around the country. <laughs> okay. like literally, um, there's only 30, no, 330,000 people in Iceland. So right. you can imagine there's not much traffic. No, no. And I think um, a third of them live in Reykjavik. And I lived three hours out in a place called uh, Skoga. So even that was a th- like a three-hour drive. And once you got outside of Reykjavik, it's just... And the good thing about Iceland, because it's flat around the edges, you can just see for fucking miles. Right. So you know if you can floor it. Because <laughs> you can see, you can see eight there. miles in front of you. So it's like there's no one there for eight. Just fucking floor it. I've just thought, I seen what I think was a ghost on PCH. Okay. We, are, we all had, last, this would be the last Have story. Have you just realised this? I've, no, just I've, just thought about it? It. I've just remembered about it. This would be the last story because we're running out of time. Yeah, we're running out of time. Um, but we all had radios uh, in the car. There was eight of us in different cars and we all had radios and we was all coming up with nicknames for each other. Right. And um, somebody decided that we should all have pirate names. Okay. What was yours? I can't remember. Okay. But there was one guy who was very ginger, big ginger beard, ginger hair, everything. So we decided to call him uh, Redbeard. Okay. Right. Well thought out. Yeah, exactly. Creative. Like it. There's a part on PCH where you go above what feels like you're above the clouds because it's obviously on the coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clouds are a lot lower and than Vancouver's normal. like that as well. It's like yeah. it's all the clouds are below you. So we came around the corner, literally five minutes before that time, we'd been talking about pirates and Redbeard and everything else. And we came around the corner and we was above the clouds. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking phenomenal. Like you could out see out, you could see the coast, you could see the water, and then you would literally look like you could step out onto the clouds. As we pulled up into the like the, the viewing area, whatever you want to call it, the vista. Yeah. I swear to God, there was a guy dressed as a pirate with a red beard, <laughs> right? I wasn't the only one that seen this. Was he transparent? No, like no, he was, he, he was a genuine person. So right? not like a, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the guy that we were talking to on the radio was the last car. We was the first two. So there was five or six cars in between us. Okay. As we've pulled up into the, the parking spot, I've gone, you're not going to fucking believe this, but there's an actual guy here dressed as a pirate with a red beard. The two cars behind me seen him. Okay. By the time the last guy, who we'd nicknamed Redbeard, had got into the parking spot, this guy disappeared. Just n- nobody... And it, so, so Redbeard didn't see Redbeard? No, but nobody believed us. There were six people that were saying there was a fucking guy just a pirate. I should you know with a red beard. And but where it was, it looked like he was in heaven. Like <laughs> you could see the clouds, you could see everything. And then there was this random Why would you just decide? A messianic pirate Jesus. You wouldn't, you wouldn't ever lie about that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? All the things. You wouldn't nah. We seen him and t- four, five other people seen him. But he didn't. And forever to this day, I don't know if I've seen him or not, but I'm adamant that I did. And he was there and Redbeard was on PCH. And every time I think about that road, I drive down that road, it's the first thing that comes into my head. Oh, Redbeard. Madness. Absolute madness. But he didn't believe me and that was it. That was, I think, the final story of the very first, first the very first Archer and the Devil 
podcast. Yeah, so we do have uh, so YouTube, correct? It's at Arch of the Devil. Yes. Uh, Facebook, yes, is at same Arch of the Devil. Instagram is Arch of the, the Devil. Devil. It's only Twitter. Yeah, because of the character count. Yeah, is Archer and Devil. Yes, you've just got to put that in, but it should start coming up. But as we'll soon have as links to each as well. So if you're on one. Yes, all the all the uh, all the links to our social will be in the uh, description. description on. Or you can do that on the podcast as well, can't you? So on the podcast description and the YouTube video description. Yeah. So you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Get notifications when we do new ones. Yeah, hit that bell button. Smash that like <laughs> button. Smash that bell button. Smash that bell button. Smash that like button. This podcast obviously is also a YouTube video. Yeah, so if you, you like the sound of our voices and you want to see our beautiful faces, please get on the YouTube. And watch us. Watch us, yeah. We, yeah. We, we're not that scary, but it was it was good fun, man. Did you enjoy it? Was, it? I did. It was good. I did. For our first one, I, I, I mean, this, you know. All things considered. You've got to stop banging the table and get closer to I the microphone. I do have to stop banging the table I and, think get, we'll, and get closer to the microphone. We'll, we'll work on that. We but uh, on I that. think, yeah. But next week, if you've got any, um, any, I don't know, any ideas of stuff that you want us to talk about, anything that's going on in your life, in, in the real world or whatever, please. Or anything you want us to look up and talk about. Yeah, exactly. Just drop it in the comments. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, concerns, etc., etc. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for watching. watching. And uh, see you next week, I yeah, guess. Cheers. See you later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.